Hello and welcome! We are Achievement Hunting 101, the podcast that eats like a meal. What? I don't know. I just read this script. What does that mean? I'm Fufu Cullipoof, and this is 146. Joining me tonight is the normal crew of Corey. Hello. Big L. Hello. And Nate. Hello. I don't know who wrote that 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 intro. That was not me. Have you never seen a chunky soup commercial? <laughs> oh, okay. The they still make chunky soup. soup? <laughs> of course they do. They still make commercials. Where do you think they put all the sodium they find in, in like strip mines and stuff? <laughs> wow, they're still going. New yeah. England clam chowder, sirloin <laughs> burger with country vegetables. Oh yeah, that's that's a you gotta get that one. That one's actually really good. I used yeah. to eat these. I used to like them. Oh yeah, they kind of smell like dog food. <laughs> <laughs> There's no kind of about it. <laughs> they definitely do. I mean, this is like this is like half a step up from dog food, and it's pretty good. But it's for humans. Human. Well, I guess that is a perfect intro then, because I would be remiss to, if I didn't say. Happy National Eat What You Want Day. That's today. I would that's not a- be eating chunky <laughs> chunky soup. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. Do you know what well, I've been eating lately? Better not be cauliflower. <laughs> Why would I be eating that? Well, I mean, it's like the prey of food, right? Like prey, like it's the thing that always what? assumes a shape. So there's a video game. This is an Xbox podcast uh, called Prey. <laughs> Monsters and Prey <laughs> assume the shape of something in the room, just like cauliflower does in the kitchen. It assumes the shape of mashed potatoes. Oh, like it, you're talking about when Elroy makes his cauliflower pizza. Yes. It's it's the mystique of vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very popular keto food, which I think is what mm. you're alluding to. Sounds like it. Possibly. At cauliflower. I, if we're going to talk about keto, we might as well just talk about bacon instead of cauliflower. So that's what you've been eating? Or Do you want to know? Well, there is a food that is not keto friendly. Oh. And that is spaghetti. It's mm. good. I have been playing a game called Freddy Spaghetti. And let me tell you, this game is ratastic. But uh, it's actually uh, a good rat developed by Playful mm, Pasta. Sus. <laughs> I wish it I could make out. this up, but I am not. Uh, this rattle-like a game uh, clocks in a little bit of a meteor, which goes good with spaghetti, bolognese, uh, one to two hour completion. It has 55 achievements. And there's 50 levels in the game with four bonus levels. Now, I'm confused. Sandbox? The tutorial. It must be the tutorial. Mm. So every single level pops you an achievement. Now, on one hand... Well, that's nice. On one hand, it's nice. But on the other hand, this game actually has a little bit of a story. So after each level, you hear a story about our protagonist named Freddy Spaghetti. Now, the game is kind of, it's like a physics 
platformer. It actually controls a lot like Manual Samuel. It's oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not what you want to hear, but uh, hear me out. So it's two buttons basically. So you alternate between left bumper and right bumper to make your spaghetti walk around. Uh, you could use either the bumpers or the triggers, whichever is more comfortable. And then A jumps. So it's simplistic enough control wise. And the levels basically consist of getting from point A to point B, getting to the exit. Some levels you have to jump up. Some levels you get placed on top of a keyboard and you have to spell out words by moving the spaghetti around. Sometimes you're on top of a piano and you need to play songs. Sometimes you're in a Frogger-like level and you need to cross the street and get past all the cars. Uh, There's all kinds of levels. And that's what I like about the game is that the 50 levels offer something a little bit different each time. Um, That's nice. There was a two or three frustrating levels. Uh, there's a couple that involve getting through like uh, like a metal detector thing or like a train thing. You, you have to wait until the light goes off and go through. If you don't get through at the precise moment, you have to start over. And then there's a couple where you have to run away from things. So you need to have the sequence of the left bumper, right bumper in perfect harmony. Other than that, you don't have to look at a guide to play. You just go on through. And I enjoyed it. That is Freddy Spaghetti. So I guess none of you have played so, this yet, this gem. So it's just not awful. So therefore it's a decent rat, rat game. No, it was fun. Or is it actually good? It was good. And I liked that you had to play all 50 levels. So there's no... You know, the, the achievements don't just stop off. No skipping. And once you beat the 50 levels, there's four bonus levels to do as well for another four achievements. And for some reason, those are worth 50 gamer score each when all the other ones. I think, th- I think they start off at five gamer score and then they work their way up to 10, then 15, then 20, then 25. Yeah, that's what they do. And it's actually worth around 1,200 TA. So maybe a couple people are having trouble with it. I would love to know. Or it's just a one to two hour. Mm. That's more that's time than you usually put into a rattle like a game. Well, that is true. It's still not that long. Are there any surprise-themed levels, kind of like uh, another game that we might be talking about? <laughs> um, Do I get to play in a certain office-based TV show <laughs> at all um, as spaghetti? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I'm gonna say. Just kind of I'm gonna say, maybe. Okay, we'll, we'll say maybe. <laughs> Way to commit to that. Do you like that answer? Sorry. Uh, to, is it like the sorry I to rain am bread? <laughs> it's like the rattle like a I am bread. Ba-dum-ps. Um, that is also a very non-keto food. But I have not played There's keto bread. I have not. Ugh. <laughs> you're better <laughs> off drinking water <laughs> I have not played that game I am bred so I don't know supposedly when the game came out it was labeled as a puzzle game and mental night scoundrel he got it removed 
so he actually mentions I am bread and uh, he claims it is just a platformer and so that is now what it is classified as well thanks mental I would say there are instances in which you have to figure stuff out we'll say that so that's where the physics comes in you need to jump at certain lengths. <laughs> you need to jump you need to jump with your spaghetti <laughs> That is a physics. <laughs> but uh, there's actually, there's a, there's a, there's a story. There's a, some cutscenes in the beginning and each, after each level, there's some dialogue about your adventures. I, I'm kind of wondering because the game is classified as one to two hours. You have almost three hours in it. Um, not, not say anything <laughs> about your gameplay. I'm, I'm thinking mm-hmm. you watched all whatever cutscenes were there and nobody else did. No, no. Okay. As a matter of fact, no, I'm, I would be honest if it took me a while. Um, I showed this game to my children, and they played through the first levels. Um, so they enjoyed it as well. But I don't think I'm a, most kids would be able to get through more than the first few levels. They get a little bit tricky towards the end. I'm a little confused on the controls. You said it's basically a three-button game? Yes. So there's no like turning the camera or anything? No. The levels consist of you going from left to right or from down to up. Sometimes we're playing poker somehow. I would love for you guys <laughs> to play this. Are you looking at <laughs> I am looking at a screenshot. There's, there's, um, there's one poker level where uh, that's one of the easier ones. You just have to bump into the chips or bump into the cards and you, you're the dealer and you just basically <laughs> deal out the, the two cards to each player. So there's a lot of fun like that. I don't want to give away too much of that type of thing, but... You're like, oh, okay, that was cute. All right, that was fun. Okay. That kind of thing. Okay. Some levels will take you 30 seconds. Some will take you several tries. It's just one of those. You're like, okay, why so was this just... level so easy when the last one took me five minutes? But the longest levels took like five minutes. So it's like Soda Drinker Pro, but enjoyable. Now, soda, <laughs> you should not drink on, on keto. Because they're short little levels. There's not a whole lot to do. And you move on to the next one and you forget about the first one. That sort of thing. Okay. I don't know. I need to play this. I'm looking at it. I, I need think to play it. This trailer would, is bonkers. I would love to get your your guys' reactions on it, honestly. I know that uh, MDP73 and Indeed, uh, sorry, Indigo Toyota both finished it recently and both enjoyed it as well. I talked to them about it. If I can just find myself in a situation where mm-hmm. I need to score a lot of gamer score in a short amount of time, mm-hmm. then this game would actually appeal to me. I just need to I need to have that sort of situation come up in my life, and then maybe I'll get around to this. <laughs> if only there was such a contest like that. Have you been playing any games like for you know just so happens for some sort of a contest like that, uh, Nate? Uh, absolutely not. No. I have not. Uh, I instead have streamed a game this past week called My Hidden Things, and that was kind of fun. Um, it is a kind of a Highlights Magazine sort of game. Uh, ha, I see. It. There's a there's apparently there's a story, but I didn't find it very compelling. Uh, and it's a whole bunch of little vignettes. There's a whole bunch of little stories that are going on, and what you're supposed to do is is find, like, let's say, uh, an airplane. They say, find an airplane. Well, there's no just airplane in the image. Instead, you have to find, uh, like, somebody's beanie on their hat, and you have to combine that with, like, a shoe 
And it just happens to be the shape of the airplane that they have at the bottom of the screen that you're supposed to find. And it somewhat resembles an airplane. Um, and the hot spots for where these things connect are a little bit off. So sometimes you just kind of have to like pick up the item and move it around where you think it's supposed to go. And then eventually it'll click in. And then some of the uh, puzzles or the screens that you're on require you to do some special things. Like there's one, for instance, where you're uh, centered around a, a hot air balloon. And what you need to do is take items and put them into a trash bag. And that isn't really clear from the very start. And then the, the spot where you put it is a little ambiguous and it just sort of happens. So I recommend when you play this that you have about 10 people behind you telling you exactly what to try because that makes it a lot easier. Um, I was running out of ideas on where to uh, disassemble some objects to get to some shapes that, you know, make them up that I could then use to, to build some of these hidden items. But um, overall it was okay. Is one of those games that you'd want to play at kind of at the end of the day to kind of wind down from, you know, something a little bit more exciting. This is definitely a slower paced game. There's no timer or anything. Uh, one of the drawbacks is if you take a break and you leave the puzzle, when you come back to it, it doesn't remember any of your state. You have to do it all over from scratch. Oof. Yeah, that, that part's not great, but it's okay. I mean, because I guess that kind of lets you kind of remember, you know, you do it, have a do over, a full do over. Uh, and that was actually helpful on one or two levels. Um, huh. Yeah, it's not a bad little game. It's just not, it's not. Amazing. I was I was hoping for. Um, it, it just looks like a simple game. Yes, for, it, you know, it is definitely bucks. a simple game, uh, and it, and it does what it's supposed to do. It's a little distraction. It's uh, like I said it's not going to raise your heart rate or anything. It's a good little thing to play towards the end of the game, uh, the day to kind of wind down. Might be something kind of fun for kids. Uh, you can kind of have them try to imagine how to combine these shapes to make these objects. It, it might be good for that. Um, but yeah, overall, not bad, but, uh, I was, I was hoping for a little bit more. Le it left me a little bit wanting, um, how many levels are there? I want to say there were about maybe 13, maybe 13. <laughs> are you looking at the achievements? Wait, well, there just ha so happens to be 13 achievements. <laughs> well, no, okay. So there's more, so there's fewer, I was going to say 10 levels, which seems about right. Cause I think there's like three achievements that are not level based however yeah, you're right yeah yeah so there's actually there's probably more actually because each one of these dreams are comprised of like three or more little puzzles uh towards the end of the game the puzzles actually got easier um during the stream time i had some difficulties uh when i was cleaning this up the other day uh i, I just had a couple little puzzles left to do and i was just flying through them so i, I don't know why that is uh but I ended up just flying through them. Um, so well, yeah. one thing to note that is a little, uh, I, I don't know. It, it, I lost the word. It is misleading that there it is, is that the genre is adventure slash point and click. I don't think that's either of these things. This is just a straight puzzle game, right? Yeah. I would call this more puzzle. Um, I mean, there I is a story. So there's more story in this than there is in Hidden Through Time, for instance. Hidden Through Time doesn't have an, a, a narrative or whatever that they're trying to tell. This actually has like, 
you know, text you have to read. It's, it's a little story about this person, this, and, and supposedly what you're doing in the picture kind of helps the outcome. doesn't change it at all, but it's kind of centered around the story. Um, I, yeah, I would not call it adventure. I'm, I might call it point and click, but I would definitely put puzzle in there at the front. It's mostly a puzzle game. I can see the point and clickiness of it, but yeah, it's you can say that about like any puzzle. puzzle game. You can call Artifacts Monday point and clicks. I think if, some people do. If they, are they? <laughs> I think I some people say, do. Yeah. I don't play yeah. those games, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were point and clicks. L, are they point and clicks? Um, do you point around things? Okay, I'm clicking on random Artifacts Monday games, and yes, they they are point and clicks. Yeah, <laughs> Artifacts Monday games oh. are very much point and clicks. I can no. get the adventure in those and the point and clicks. Th- this other one though is yeah, just a this puzzle, is a puzzle. Game to me. Do you know what my hidden things is not? Is that colorful? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. It's not colorful. Why, why don't we just hit the trifecta here? It also has an achievement called the Princess Bride. No, I was waiting. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> all right. All the dead horses are out. It looks like all the achievement names are based off of movies or. Most of them are anyway. Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Except for my hidden things, I don't. I've never seen that movie. Except for Jet. But yeah, uh, seven dollars—a little much. Um, if it was on sale, I would. I would say this would be a great little pickup. Uh, and that was my hidden things. Cool. Well, you've been playing Corey. So I'm talk. I'm going to talk about a game that. It's been mentioned probably several times. Uh, I'm going to focus a little bit less on the game, but uh, just to kind of throw it out there, I played The Messenger this past week, and I completed it for the second time. This was on the Xbox version. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. If you recall, the PC version came out a few years ago. Uh, I've I've completed that one, and then this one came out later. So I just finally got around to completing it because uh, there's a little pre-FOMO uh, that it could, you know, it could leave Game Pass pretty much at any time. It's been there for a long, long time. Um, and so I don't like that rush. So let me just try to knock it out as best I can. So uh, I have been focusing on the, that game. And I finally got around uh, to cleaning up the base game. And then I did the DLC. And there is probably two hard achievements in the game. One of them is in the DLC. And you have to, uh, you're racing like this shadowy version of yourself. And you have to do, you have to get all five uh, of the first five races. You have to win them uh, without losing. And uh, you can restart it, but it takes a while. And the, the bad part is the worst part is race four and race five. And you can't practice those. You have to do the first three races all over again. And, um, but regardless, I, I did this uh, again. I had more problems with number four than number five, actually. But once I did that, uh, I only had one achievement left in the game. I shouldn't have uh, because it's a missable achievement. Uh, and this is where me bringing this up comes into play. Uh, the achievement was for you have to go through a lot of in-game text chat for this achievement to pop. But it is missable. Uh, it happens three times in the game. And this particular time is the third and final time. And you only have one shot to do it, I think. And you have to pretty much play half the game in order to get to that part. That part. Uh, when I stopped playing this game a long time ago, I, I must have got to that halfway mark and I stopped. And I, somehow I missed it. So I had to go back 
and do this game. Well, this past weekend, we went to my mother-in-law's house. She's a couple hours away. And for like the first time ever, my wife drove that two hours. So I busted out my Razor Kishi. (laughs) uh, Jordan usually drives. No, I usually oh. and uh, so I got I had like two hours to to do whatever I wanted. Anyways, nice. I pulled out the Razor Kishi, and I've talked about it before. I cannot recommend this enough. I, I've I know you can get the controller add-ons for X Cloud stuff, but this thing is has to be way better. There's no Bluetooth lag, whatever that may be, even if it's minimal, and it just feels you know feels good in the hand. Not as good as a controller, but it's still really good. Regardless, the point of the story is I played the game on my phone, uh, on the drive, so through the interstate, with minimal problems. Of course, there was instances of lag a couple of times, and uh, the game quit out, and I just kind of got right back in and kind of went to it. But I, I kept on playing, and it was it was fine enough. And then when I got to my... I, I didn't get my achievement in that time. Uh, but that, by the time I got to uh, my mother-in-law's house the next day, I kind of played because uh, there's not much to do up there. And I died. And I was playing on New Oof. Game Plus. And I didn't know that on New Game Plus, if you happen... Like, if you die and you get revived, it uses this currency you keep picking up. I did not read that subtext. And when you run out of that currency... It starts you. It it erases your save basically and starts you back at the beginning, and I was already very close to my achievement, so I had to do the entire thing again. Um, I did it much faster this time, and I was much more care careful. But I had no problems using my phone uh, throughout most of this time, and in fact, I didn't get it while I was at my mother in law's house. And when I got home, I said, "I'm going to finish this game." I had like the last boss to do. I'm going to finish this game on my phone. So I sat on my stairs with my phone and I played the rest of the game until my achievement. And it was absolutely perfect the entire time. So this gives me 100% faith that streaming games is entirely plausible. Uh, oh, if, for sure. if I had to do this entire game, I think I could have did the entire completion on my phone and I think that says something because this is a very, it can be a very tight precision platformer. And uh, I was not sold on xCloud. I thought it was cool and it works in some cases, but this sold me playing the messenger on it uh, without having really any problems. Of course, you have to have good network connection and stuff like that. Uh, but I don't have, you know, super fa- fast internet, but it's decent broadband or whatever. Uh but it worked, and I was super impressed with it the, the entire time I tried it out with the Messenger. Previously, I never did anything that needed, uh, you know, quite precision or something uh, that would kill me very quickly, you know, like the Messenger can. Uh, I always use it for, like, very slow games, turn-based, chill games kind of thing. So, yeah, uh, xCloud, Messenger, it was a great experience. Is that your first um, good gaming experience with xCloud? Because I know you've talked about it before, and it's always been very bad at most. I played Undertale on xCloud, but again, that game is not intensive enough to warrant uh, anything. Like You could probably lag and not even know it at times, especially if you're just reading. 
this was the first one that I felt like I was actually playing a game uh, on do the phone, and it was it was fine. I played that racing game. Uh, it's on Game Pass, Hot Shot Racing, maybe. Uh, I can't yeah. remember. I, I did not have a great time with that. I couldn't even. I could barely finish a one race last time I tried it. Um, and so that I was not. I was kind of skeptical that it would work. I actually brought my Surface to play some Windows games as kind of as a backup, but I I stayed on my phone and played the entire time. Well, being able to drive through two for for two hours through all kinds of different cell phone coverage that just shows that xCloud has gotten significantly better. Yeah, so I would agree. Good. That's cool. All right, so I have questions about this here. Shoot. My only real experience with this type of thing is Gears Pump, in which if you went from a Wi-Fi connection to losing the Wi-Fi and going to your cell phone coverage, the game would disconnect. Or if you went from this, uh, the 5G to the Wi-Fi, same thing. So there's no worry with the xCloud that... Well, to circumvent that, because I can't exactly answer your question, I I almost stay on my cell phone. Turn uh, up the Wi-Fi. Coverage the, the entire time. Yeah, yeah. I got yep. enough stuff clocking up my uh, my bandwidth. I don't need my phone to do it too. So if you hit a hiccup where you lost internet access, would the game crash, or would you? Is there a possibility you could lose an achievement because of that? Do you have any idea? Um, n- at least with the Ooh. messenger, it popped me right back where I left off. I didn't even have to go to the title screen. It if I you know if it was like so you know what I'm asking. Game right? crash, come back in. Um, I mean, it tends to stutter right. and like just kind of lag real hard it says that it's losing connection and then you try to re you can click retry to try to get connection again yeah it doesn't like kill your game immediately it suspends it, it. yeah i think it's along the lines of as if you know your controller ran out of batteries or something like that what? yeah exactly yeah that's a good comparison okay and what would happen if your phone died uh it would probably just kill the save yeah, Where I would imagine well. go back to whatever the last save is. It. I mean, I'm not I've exactly had games, sure. Yeah, I, I've had games where I've lost connection and I relaunch the app and I go back in and it lets me continue where I was. So I, I think there is kind of like a session time mm. out mm-hmm. that will let you rejoin before it, before it kills it to free up resources. And at that point, it would be the same as going to your dashboard and turning it off. Right, because as I understand it, I mean, you're essentially turning on an Xbox One somewhere and... After that session, you don't have any connectivity to that session for so long. It just turns off that console, you know? Yep. Right. And that's my understanding. Okay. Thank you for have that. Have you been able to try it? Go ahead, Kenny. Have you been able to try xCloud at all, L? I know you're I the have, only one here of an I Apple have device. I have not gotten an invite for the beta testing for iPhone, so I have not. And I have not tried that computer workaround thing either. Are you sure? I, I know a lot of people have have you checked your your spam and all that his gamer score might be too low (laughs) (laughs) one thing you can do out of all of us (laughs) one thing you can do is just go to the website and see if it lets you in it's Mm, just uh at least for us it's xbox.com slash uh you might even be able to take this location part out let me try that live here yeah just go to xbox.com slash play and it might let you sign in um 
I have it bookmarked because I, I did get in. Um, I, I have tested it out on my Mac. Um, I, I logged into Levelhead before it went away, so I didn't have to because uh, it's right by my work computer. Uh, the only problem I had, which I don't think it's, it's not xCloud related, I don't think, is when I connected my controller to my Mac, uh, the inputs are rearranged. <laughs> so it, it, I, I think right. <laughs> I think I can update the firmware of the controller. I have not tried. I don't use that controller very often. Um, but that, yeah, that was the only issue I have with that. Otherwise, the, the browser worked okay enough. I don't know if I could play the Messenger on it. It seems like the dedicated Android app works a little better. But I haven't put that one yes. to the test yet. Okay, so now I have a question for, I guess, you, Corey, and maybe Nate um, about the browser. Can you console stream on the browser? No. Yeah, I don't. Darn. I don't think that's a thing yet. But I mean, see, that's what I'm more interested. In. I want to be able to do the console streaming rather than Game Pass. Yeah, this is uh, strictly X Cloud. Okay. Doesn't mean that they won't add that at some point, but right now, no, it's just X Cloud. Whatever they put up there, and then of course whatever's on Game Pass. Yeah, I figured as much. That's what it would be. Yeah, the Game Pass stuff is, you know, I mean, that's cool, but I have Game Pass. I can play that on my computer. I don't have any Mac products, so that's not a big deal for me. Yeah, but this means you could buy, like, a very cheap Chromebook that only accesses the Internet, and you could play, uh, you know, Steep or Second Extinction or Minecraft Dungeons. (laughs) Chivalry 2. No, not Chivalry 2. Not yet. Not yet. It's going to be on Game Pass. It's going to be number one game on Game Pass. There you go. And I can't wait for you. I hope it's true, and I'm happy for you if it is. I don't want to drive to your house. I'm going to throw a copy of Chivalry 2 that's broken onto your porch. Put it in a paper bag and light it on fire. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know. Chivalry's not dead, huh? (laughs) That's good. Let's keep going. I have no idea where I was going with that. Uh, what was the other game that you that you want to talk about? I mean, you totally knew that the game uh, I was going to talk about next involves putting out fires and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. I, that, that's exactly <laughs> where I meant to go with that. Oh, uh, man. Uh, the other game I wanted to talk about is a game that Corey talked about a couple weeks ago that he had the fortune of getting before all of us which is Rain on Your Parade, which is in Game Pass currently. I love this game. I haven't played a game (laughs) in a while where I just say, you know what, I'm going to pick this game up and play a level or two, and then before I know it, I'm playing another level, and then I'm playing another level, I'm playing another level. There are so many pop culture references, so many game references, movie references, TV show references, Oh, and the gameplay's fun, too. It's objectives. There's hidden objectives. Uh, so basically, you're a cloud, and you are raining down on on humans. <laughs> and you can, um, you can put out fires, like I said, or you know, you're kind of causing destruction, but you're a smiley cloud. So you're, it's kind of conflicting if you're supposed to be good or bad. But there's also a story there, too. You know, God will talk to you, and uh, 
There's all kinds of stuff going on. Um, I played long enough to unlock two new powers. I got snow and I got thunder. And those popped an achievement for each one. So I haven't given a great look at the list, but from what it seems, either the list is very backloaded or there's stuff that I could have been doing this whole time that I have not done. So I will ask you guys about that in a minute. Actually, it looks like Kush beat this game. It's true. I'll ask you about it now. But I wanted to talk about an achievement that I got. It was it was called... Oh, man, what was it called? Minimum oh. effort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It was called Gotta Go Fast. And this achievement um, is in a level which is based off of the old school game Arkanoid or Alleyway. I think Kush likes to call it like Brick Breaker or something like that. Brick Breaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds um, like it was based off of Sonic. What? <laughs> gotta go fast. Right. Gotta go fast. Sonic. Right. So, basically, uh, the achievement for that is to get the the ball moving over 200 um, something something miles per second. MS. <laughs> I don't even know. But basically, um, you know, you, you figure out that you put down the snow, and then whenever the uh, things go on the snow, they go fast. So, that was a fun achievement. But yeah, I guess I'll ask now. So, what's up with this achievement list? Because I've been playing... Yeah, look at my Xbox counter here, Corey. It says I've been playing this for 16 hours. I don't think so. 16? <laughs> it's like, I don't know about this one. It's a 6-8-hour game. I wonder, if, I wonder if Quick Resume messes with these hours. I don't know. I definitely <laughs> have been playing this game for I bet it hours. does. Let's just say it does. Okay. Um, or I'm really terrible. I one hope of it does anyway. A lot of those achievements that you um, think maybe you should have been earning mm-hmm. are ones that aren't available until you're playing on New Game Plus or whatever it is. Okay. Like so after I'm, you've beaten the game, yeah. some of those achievements are available that weren't available before. Playing so through I, the game the first time, you will get like, it, it looks like six or seven achievements. So keep you going. You could stumble across uh, some secret achievements, mm-hmm. but very few. Yeah, this was the only one that still that was not for just progression of gaining powers that i got that seems about right uh i mean i, I stumbled ac- across one or two secrets mm-hmm. um naturally and then one or two maybe not naturally i don't know if you'd call that stumbled upon but i got one or two achievements that uh maybe were supposed to be secret um yeah so in other words you look them up um and they could have been secrets but they weren't well okay that's fine <laughs> I'm just curious. I don't. Th- it doesn't sound like anything's really missable, right? So I'm just playing. I don't think anything is missable. No, I don't think anything's missable. The only thing missable is the uh, exploit that. That's what I was going to say. Uh. <laughs> some, some of the harder achievements had at the game's launch that have since been patched. Uh. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I remember you talking about those. Gotcha. Yes, uh, you, you, you've already come across them, and I think I mentioned when I last played, the game has what is essentially boss levels, right? And uh, once you do the new game plus, like there's achievements related to basically doing them perfectly, and uh, there was a little cheese where you could just start it and basically exit out of the level, um, run out of rain, and you pop them for whatever reason. 
uh, I think they fixed that. So you have to earn them how they're supposed to be earned now. now are those the levels where you just get points? Um, I, I can't. I don't. I, I no, don't think so. No, no. these these levels those, like are those levels. These with, levels you can actually quote unquote die. Oh, now you can take damage. I don't think I've seen any boss levels yet. Now, those points levels, you just get points and you're done. Those are pointless. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. I was wondering about those. I didn't see any achievements attached to doing well in those. Yeah, there, there's not. You don't have to worry about that. Um, I'm surprised if you haven't seen one of those levels, especially after unlocking two abilities, because uh, there's yeah. only one more ability left. Don't think I've I seen think. any bosses. Like I think, I think, I think all of these levels that I'm referring to, they have turrets. So have you, have you seen any turrets? That's one of those levels. Oh, that's what I refer to as a boss level. Hmm. Because they're the only thing in the game that can actually hurt you. By hurt, they like take away some of your rain. Okay, yes. There has been a couple levels like that. There's one in a pool where things are shooting at you when you're going around the pool. Yes. And then there's one. They pretty much, they want you to do all of those levels within a time limit and without getting hit. And there was something called some, I keep wanting to say Cosmo Canyon. I think that's Final Fantasy. Um. That is definitely Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven. There's definitely a canyon level where you have to go through and not get hit by the turrets. But those are the objectives anyway. So, so the idea is to do them all in a row without getting hit. No, just to do them without okay. getting hit and do them quickly. Okay. I look forward to keep going with this game. Uh, do you have more to add, Kush, having completed it? Uh, not really. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I when I was done with my first playthrough, I was pretty much done with the game. Um, probably because I did it in a short amount of time. If I had been chipping away at it, maybe I'd, I'd be happier to, uh, spend more time with the game. But when I kind of zipped straight through it, I was just like, okay, I'm done. I get it. It has a seeming quality, I suppose. Yeah. It's like good enough that it's like, oh, I want to, I want to keep playing the levels. I want to see them all. And you get, you start to get to the end. It's like, okay, now I kind of want this to be over a little bit. Yes, That makes sense. And then you're, and then you're like, why aren't these achievements popping? It's like, Okay, you got to go to New Game Plus mode, which is not clear, and you have to redo them. Some of them, you don't got to do all mm. fifty levels, but yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to do the entire game over again from scratch. You can just go straight to the levels you need, uh, and and work on the stuff you need for your achievement. All right, I did enjoy the office level. <laughs> I think I yeah, got. There's a lot of a lot of pop culture, interest. like you said, and then uh, I don't the, want to give make... away anything. I just I want to talk about it. But I want to give it away. It's so much fun stuff. I spent way too much time on the credits. Like, I spent oh. way too much time on the credits. Did I tell that story on the podcast? I'll tell the story. No, I think no, I might. I don't have, think but did. if I didn't, on the <laughs> so on the credits screen, which you can access right away, you don't have to beat the game. There's this hidden path. <laughs> Do you know about what I'm talking about, Kush? Yeah, I think I was the one that told you to go do it. Okay, you might have. So on <laughs> on the TA Facebook page, people were like, oh, I completed the game. And I was messing with them. I'm like, dude, you got to go to the credits page. And this one girl's like, I already installed the game. Should I reinstall the game? I said, yeah, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> this poor girl reinstalled the game just to do the credits level. And where you basically... Is this like a spoiler that you don't want to No, tell? it's not a spoiler. Really... I didn't do it. There's just a hit, just better to see. There's just a hidden path about. where you find something at the end of the path. There's no achievement. No, they're, no they're basically trolling you when you do it, and <laughs> L was trolling them vicariously. I don't know. It's I like, thought it was a fun, fun level. <laughs> yeah, but it's a fun little sandbox that you can do, and 
I, I kept doing it to see if I could get something cool out of it. And uh, no, uh, there's nothing I have another like question, cool. which mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a spoiler or achievement related or not. But is there any significance to that little dude that holds up the I Love Cloud sign who's everywhere? Yes. Well, I don't know about significant. Uh, they He slash they just, relate to an achievement. So okay. you will want to pay attention to them. Yeah, other than the achievement, I don't think there's a significance, okay. no. Well, that's, an, that's actually, a significance. It, it, it's actually an achievement for Fufu. Uh, they, they call them... They call them, they call them uh, fanboys. Like, because they're like cheering the the cloud on or whatever, and so the achievement's called fan service. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, so that's fan service. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fan service. <laughs> Finally, the that's code totally has good. been cracked. <laughs> Seriously, how did my name get attached to fan service? <laughs> you tell me. I don't know how this how my name got stuck with. Or right, why don't you Google fan service and let us know how that happened? I know what fan service <laughs> is. Oh. <laughs> I just don't know how my name got attached to it. I blame Nate. <laughs> I'll accept that blame. <laughs> Good. Thanks, Nate. Mm-hmm. Just blame Fufu. We'll accept, we'll accept a segue into what the next game you've been playing, too. Yes, uh, I'll be very quick. Um, I talked about it, I think, a week or two ago in sales, Tawaga Among Shadows. I said, Bless this you. looks like a fun game. Um to make up for the lack of color in my hidden things, Tawaga is super colorful. Uh, I really <laughs> like the art style. I really like the animation. It's a, it's a hand-drawn animation type game. Uh, this is a shoot-em-up. Um, it, a lot of times you're just in the center mm. of the screen and you are using the right stick just to like direct your energy beam that you're using to kill bad guys. You're going to be able to level that up in a whole bunch of ways. You can level up the strength of it. You can level up the width of it. Um, you can level up your health, your health regen, your mana, your mana regen. You get special attacks you can do that are spells. You'll get more as you progress through the game and they'll do different things. You can level up those spells individually as well to make each one of those more powerful. There's one that uh, petrifies everything on the screen, one that kills things and gives you a little health back. Every now and then there's a level where you will kind of like boost off from where you're standing in the middle of the screen. And now you're flying around in the sky and it's basically a twin stick shooter at that point. Uh, And I love twin stick shooters. Uh, This game is really fun to do a little bit at a time. And it's got that just one more-ness to it. Uh, It really reminds me of a game that I enjoyed um, called The Bug Butcher. Uh, And I think I mentioned that before. I'm, I'm sure I mentioned that before. It was on Game Pass, and I, I just really love that game because you could go in, you could just do one level a day, two levels a day or whatever. Just a great little game to just kind of pick up and put down. Uh, and that's that's really where this game fits for me. I had a great time with it. I could not stop playing it, uh, and then I was finally done with it. Towards the end of the game, uh, the last couple of achievements were sitting there, and they were things that didn't make any sense because I just didn't see them through natural gameplay. Uh, when you go into the lore section of the game, there are additional things that you can basically spend your money on uh, for upgrades. And those are masks, um, outfits. Outfits do give you a gameplay bonus. Uh, things like giving you... There's, there's one that once I got it, I stuck with it. And that was like, it gives you a little bit more money uh, for everything that you're killing. Uh, and you'll unlock those by playing different game modes and getting so far in these other game modes. Um but the other collectibles that you'll be buying are masks 
and these other things that just don't pertain to the gameplay at all. It's just a money sink. Uh, and at that point, I just got my nephew to sit there and play the game for me. <laughs> and I found a really good level to do that on uh, where you basically there's kind of like a random placement of bombs as soon as the level starts and a whole bunch of bad guys around those bombs. And they're setting it up intentionally uh, so that you'll blow up the bombs and kill a whole bunch of guys. And then you'll get about eight coins for doing that. Uh, so I, I basically uh, set it up on that that level and I just let it run for hours, uh, got enough money, finished the game and that was it. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I mentioned that in the solution. I added a couple solutions to kind of help with uh, how to find this money. Uh, and there was one achievement that was a little confusing that I put a comment on that there was like a something you have to do where one of your spells is a random spell and it'll basically pick from your other spells and you have to do it in a certain game mode. It, it, the achievement only pops if you're in one game mode. I think that's the normal game mode. Now you won't get that spell until after you've completed it. So there's like really no reason to go back to that mode. And that's what was confusing and why I spent so much time on the other game mode trying to get that achievement. Um, but yeah, it's a fun little game. Um, it's $15 now. So hopefully it'll go down to $5. And at that point it's like, you know, if you like shoot 'em ups, it's a great game for five bucks. Um, once again, it's fifteen dollars now. Does not it's, look like a shoot 'em up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like a standing still shoot 'em up. Um, but I really enjoyed this. Uh, and that was a uh, Tawaga Among Shadows. It looks interesting. Yeah, I was looking at some of the solutions and the comments that you put, and you just uh, put in the solutions. Invite my nephew over to play. I found that very interesting. I gotta say, Nate, yeah, your nephew is bucks. really good at video games. He's really good at games, really good at grinding games. I've never seen anything else special. He's got the patience of a saint. He could stay for hours on end. Uh, Yeah, he's (laughs) he's a one-track mind. He must be on the Red Bull. He does not get distracted. Mm -hmm. Plus those energy drinks. Ah, energy drinks. You could say he's wired. That's been enough of food. We've had enough food talk. We're not talking about food. We're talking about drinks. Okay, food and drink. Hashtag food and drink. No. That's a good room. <laughs> uh, Corey, did you want to give your your last game? Yeah, sure. It'll be fairly quick. So I streamed the game as well right before Koo streamed My Hidden Things. I streamed Non-Guns Doppelganger Edition. So this is a game that uh, has existed on PC and they came out with like a new mode and they decided to release it for consoles and stuff. So they called it the doppelganger edition. And uh, yeah, th- this just came out on Xbox and it is a roguelike platformer and it is pretty tough. Um, I played for just over an hour and f- felt like I made no progress. Um what, the game is very minimal, so this is not a game for you, Fufu. It's it's black no. and white with just a hint of color at different times. And now that I think about it, Koosh, me and you basically streamed nothing but black and white for two hours that day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, didn't even think about that. Um, anyways, so the game tells you nothing to start out. Uh, and in fact, uh, I think non-guns, I don't know what it translates from but i'm pretty sure it translates to uh learn for yourself or something along those lines if anybody knows let me know that would be uh wonderful uh 
but yeah, it tells you nothing. And so you just kind of go out and you can shoot. You can shoot a gun and jump. And that's kind of it. Uh, you see some things at like the hub and there is a book that has the book has pictures and that is as much information as it tells you. And you have to piece together what that means. Uh, and then you kind of go into this building and you start shooting things and you can unlock different cards. Uh, I still haven't figured out what all these cards mean and how to get them. Obviously, uh, I can tell you when you die, you lose all that stuff. So there's your roguelite part about it. Um, and then you just start all over. The part that I'm still trying to learn is how you, how you can grow and use that on future runs. And I think I figured it out. Um, there are windows in certain rooms that allow you to escape that building and kind of go back to the hub world. Uh, from here, you can actually store these cards in like these tombs or something. And they, they stay there, so when you die again, you pick up the card and it lets you do something. It may give you a different weapon. It might give you a, a little bit more health or something. Uh, I think that's the part where you have to uh, you know, keep playing the game after you die in order to kind of progress, which is different from any other rogue game I've played. And that may be the difference between like and light. This one seems pretty hardcore to me. Like You, you don't like... At least with this part, and again, I'm only an hour in, you don't like continue to grow those stats. Those are like one-and-done cards that you have to take care of if you really want to use them to their full advantage. Now, there is a part of that hub world that you can donate this currency that you get. The currency seems to come from the bullets that you shoot, so you can actually like grind that out and donate it. I don't know what happens when whatever I'm donating fills up. You can pick different sections to uh, fill up. Uh, so I, I've still got to play that and figure that out. Uh, but do, killing the enemies and shooting them gets you combos, and that allows that number to go up quicker uh, so you can donate it. But it seems like a very tough game. Um, if you look at the achievement list, it's very it's very cryptic. Um, they're, they're just letters. So like I'm looking at the next few unlocks for me. It's D, G, J, oh, X, wow. H. And some of them have just a number behind it. Some of them have like an X and a number. So I'm thinking that's like a combo. Pretty, pretty easy, I think, to figure that out. One has the slash O slash. So it looks like a guy is putting his hands up in the air. And it says 10 of those. It has a 10 next to it. So maybe that's t saving 10 people. I, I don't know. I haven't really like saved Technicals. anybody yet. Uh, I, well, I've definitely killed more than 10. Uh, and so I don't think it's that. So it's, it's very cryptic. And... It is very much a learn-for-yourself game. It, so far, it's not super appealing to me. Uh, I like the art style. It looks really cool. But I think it's a game that you're going to have to spend quite a lot of time with. And the more that you spend on it, the more you can appreciate it. Um, I don't think it's a bad game at all. I just think that you need to know what you are getting into. And uh, if you really like roguelites, then you'll probably really love this game. And I actually have a code for this game, and I'm thinking maybe we go old school and do secret code of the oh, week in Discord. Yeah. So Ooh. I kind of have a, I have, you have to listen to this episode, and like we'll do it, we'll do a secret code word from the episode. I'll, uh, I'll tell, I'll tell you guys later, but I think that's what I'm gonna do for this copy of the game. Cauliflower. It's not cauliflower. Um, <laughs> 
it, it, I do want to say that it is published by Digerati. I do like Digerati and the stuff that they make. So I think that kind of gives um, mm. some thing, some some bits of quality to the game. For uh, sure. If that means anything to anybody. So yeah, that's called Non Guns Doppelganger, and uh, it's like fifteen bucks right now. It, I think it's a launch price of twelve bucks. I don't know when that uh, leaves. Uh, Ten days. So by the time this drops, it'll still be twelve bucks. So if any of this interests you, take a look at the game. Like I said, it's very minimal in its uh, pr- uh, presence to you, but I don't let that take away from the, uh, the the gameplay itself. So you'd say it's a real humdinger. Mm. Sure. I, a slobber um, knocker. <laughs> I did some Googling, and I found a Steam guide for it. And the name of the Steam Guide is called What the Hell Am I Doing in This Game? A Guide and Hack. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. So Perfect. I couldn't find a translation, though. Some of the spelling I'm seeing, there's an umlaut on the U. So I don't okay. Know that, I don't yes. know if that makes I it pronounce none. I tried mm. looking for, like, guides or something. Uh, so, yeah, if you look at Steam, non-guns has guides. But not the doppelganger edition. They were people were actually complaining because they like took away access to this original version. But it does have all the guides. Oh. You're right. Okay. All right. This might help. I also saw something that said two player local co op. Now that I don't oh, know. I don't know where going. a second entity would pop up. Uh, but they do have all these descriptions of achievements uh, decrypted. So that's kind of cool. He shouldn't have told him that. No, he should have made him figure it out for himself. Now he's going to cheat. I mean, to be honest, no, this game the needs... likelihood of me coming back to this and completing it is <laughs> extremely low. I'm just going to be real with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's get into some news. Uh, actually, this first one is for you, Corey. What, what do we got? All right, so just hot off the press today. We th- didn't get podcasted. We, yeah, we did not get podcasted because we were looking for news, and then all of this stuff pretty much dropped today. Uh, but this first one is Xbox Series XS consoles can now be reserved uh, by U.S. insiders on uh, Xbox One. Put a big asterisk next to that because it doesn't mean that you can actually reserve it. So... Uh, what what this means is if you're in the U.S. and you're on Xbox One, you can download the Insider app. Uh, it's a free app. I don't think you have to be invited or anything like that. You can just sign up for it. Um, and there is a uh, – that's where, like, preview stuff comes and you can opt in for it. Well, there's this program called Console Purchase Pilot. And what they're doing, Xbox, that is, is they're trying to make it easier for people to get consoles – uh, these new consoles by signing up for the program. And uh, I think their, their gist is kind of how you pay for that and uh, go and how the process works. So they're testing it out. And if it works, it'll go, you know, wider scope. But uh, from what I can gather, because uh, I did sign up for the program, I am in search of a, a Series X. Uh, but what, it, what they're going to do is if you are selected, they'll send you an Xbox message And you'll have a certain date range to go and, uh, I guess, purchase your console. Um, It doesn't mean that you're, like, opting into the program doesn't mean that you 
are saying, yes, I'm going to buy it. But uh, once you decline it, uh, you won't have the opportunity again. Uh, so there is that based off what I can see in the terms. Uh, something that uh, is a little vague is if you get to pick which one you, uh, you, you get. Uh, now, it's just an opt-in program. So I haven't said what I want or anything like that. I just said, yes, sign me up. Uh, and it says um, here in the, uh, the, the the fine print here is that you'll receive that notification via an Xbox dashboard message. Uh, if you would like to purchase the console that has been reserved for you, you must purchase it through the Xbox store via the console by the date specified, like I said. Uh, it says only the specific console type, S or X, that has been reserved for you can be purchased. No substitutions. So I don't know if that means like they will randomly say we have reserved an S for you. Go ahead and purchase it or, or not purchase it. But then, like I said, if you decline it, you're done. I want an X. I don't want an S. So I, I hope that it really means like you get the option when the time comes, but I, I'm not sure. That's a little vague. You would think you'd be able to at least like select which one you're looking for for, you know, people like you who don't want the S you want the X, right? There's it, no reason for them to reserve one for you. Right. So yeah, I just bring it up cause it is vague, but I mean, it's literally, it's literally no harm in, in doing this if you're on the hunt for one just to see what happens. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. I have high hopes. Uh, fingers crossed that I get a message in the, you know, by the end of the week, you know, that would be cool. And uh, it says I could get one. Uh, I would be ecstatic if that happened. But I, I think this is a cool program. It definitely helps. It's a great idea. It, it helps people, you know, it helps people who aren't scalpers get the consoles because that's a big deal right now. Um, not only for the supply, but when they are available, they are selling out, um, very, very quick. Yeah. Like everything's minutes. still selling out immediately, <clears throat> be it any new console, um, new computer chips, new graphics cards, everything's selling out immediately as soon as it goes to market. So this is a fantastic idea on Xbox to be able to, you know, give like just another little benefit for the insiders and also in theory this helps make make it to where only gamers that actually want this get it and not scalpers but i mean you can still turn around and scalp it it's kind of sad that this needs to even exist to be honest six months after the fact well, it's good and bad. I, I was trying to think. Like, you should this be is able to I go got... to the store and buy one if you want one. Well, I, I don't. Mean, I don't think that's it's the world. I, th- I think it's it's part like you know the pandemic. It's very hard to find these. It's a supply thing right now. I think. Uh, yes. There, there is a scalper problem, but uh, they just the what is it the, the the chips that they're using is very under supplied right now. Oh yeah, because of the pandemic. Just, I heard that even just getting silicon is hard yes so i'm just the chips. really it's like it's the base materials not even the chip the specific chip it's the base material that is hard Sup- to get supply is way down right now because of the world and the state that it's in and also because of the state that it's in 
demand is higher than ever. More people are gaming more than ever because they're staying home. They, they're they not allowed to go out or they just don't want to go out anymore. So demand's way, way up and supply's way down. Well, so. well, well these these out-of-stock supplies that you're having trouble with, uh, they're not only for gaming. They're for cars and computers and, you know, whatever else. So, I mean, there's, there's competition Literally there, every too. industry is getting hit. So, yeah, it, it's a little hard. Uh, I was trying to think. I got my Xbox One X the April after it launched. So, you know, a little bit, about, about this time frame, maybe this is a little bit longer. And uh, I had no problems getting it, but the series... And the PS5s is just tough. Even Nintendo Switches, you cannot find. You can find the lights, the Nintendo Switch light. You haven't been able to of? find a Switch for three, four years or ever long. Well, it hasn't been as bad as, as it is now. Like, there's been plenty of times where I've walked into, like, a Best Buy or GameStop or Walmart or something, and there's been a couple Nintendo Switches sitting on the shelf that I could have went over and grabbed them. It's not like that now. Because, like I said, um, with everybody staying home, gaming is huge. It's bigger than ever right now. And demand is way, way higher. And, you know, companies just can't keep up. And then with a, with a problem getting supply, you know, it is what it is. You can only do so much. Yep. So cross all your fingers for me. I want a series right, console. Yeah. Every Friday, we're playing like Minecraft Dungeons or Marvel Avengers. Prue and Jables are like halfway <laughs> through the level, and me and Kronos are like, we're loading, loading up. In. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'll tell you what. I'll sign up for it, and if I get an X, I'll sell it to you. Free shipping. You got it. 600 bucks. <laughs> no deal. That's speaking of, of which... <laughs> Speaking of which, Kenny's still loading into Zoo Tycoon from last Thursday. We're still waiting. Yeah, exactly. I feel you, Corey, on that one. If our uh, Zoo Tycoon is the same way. As soon as we complete it, is I, that when I'm you're going to get it? The Series Jeez. That's no, what's I'm gonna not going to get that Series X anytime soon. Maybe, throw back to last week, I can even launch Star Wars Squadrons. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I'm still waiting. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Uh,. Nate, why don't you take the next news story? Sure. So apparently for definitely Game Pass Ultimate people or, or Game Pass people, um, there is a new rewards quest. Uh, and it hasn't been confirmed that it's for everyone, but the people that seem to be seen seem to be Game Pass people. Uh, there's one of these 10,000 Gamer Score Challenge uh, for 10,000 Microsoft Rewards points again. Now, the last time this was out, people who were really quick to get those actually got double the points. Um, I, I'm pretty sure Microsoft's not going to make that mistake twice. Uh, I think some people have already tried, and I think if, if they had gotten their 10,000, we would have heard. Because it's so easy to get 10,000 gamer score these days with oh, yeah. all these zits and such, uh, especially now that they're coming to PC as well. Uh, very easy to get 10,000 if you want and you have access to those games. It's not really worth it to go buy them to hit 10,000, but... Uh, I yeah. got 20,000 before they announced this just for me. <laughs> <laughs> so That's, no thanks to Chewy or Vulgar. So when you see this, make sure you activate it. Don't go start. Don't see it and go start earning gamer score. You have to go in, click on the thing, activate the punch card, then earn your 10,000. And just to be more specific, the Microsoft rewards app 
on the Xbox. Yes, yeah. This is not going to be in the app on your phone or whatever. Um, yep. You have to get to it from the console. Yes, yeah, start it, then earn achievements. And 15 minutes after playing New Zets games, you should have $10 in Microsoft Rewards. Yep, and uh, just to confirm, it does end at the end of May, so exactly three weeks from day of recording. So you're already behind if you're just now hearing about it. Yeah, but still, it's easy to get 10,000 gamers for these days. All right, and L, you take the third and final news story because I know this is one that you are excited for. Yes, I will not be able to do this justice. I am old. There was a surprise announcement today that uh, the uh, Super Nintendo games Zombies Ate My Neighbors and Ghoul Patrol are going to be coming to the Xbox One and PlayStation and Switch. On June 29th, uh, the trailer was pretty funny because there it was mostly Zombies Ate My Neighbors and there was one quick shot of Ghoul Patrol. Most people don't even know Ghoul Patrol, which is technically a sequel. But Some people don't know either of these games. It's okay. Hopefully, we will, we will we'll learn you. We'll learn you, boy. Zombies Ate My Neighbors mm. was Konami. And Ghoul Patrol was Japan Victor Company. What? JVC. What? JVC. <laughs> I never knew that's what JVC stood for. Now I do. Okay. I definitely know that logo. I've never heard of that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it's a two-player classic game, classic soundtrack. Basically, you, you go around in what is basically a horror movie. And it's got all the horror tropes. There's monsters, there's cheerleaders, there's tourists, there's giant babies. <laughs> there's all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, that horror movie trope of giant babies. Yeah. Malls. Giant baby in the mall. Absolutely. So the one negative on the game is that it was always very hard. Um, there was passwords back in the day. You had to write down passwords on a piece of paper <laughs> to save your progress. It was not a battery backup game. So the trailer made mention of the fact that you could save your game, which I assume means save states. I assume and hope that there's rewinds and save states. Otherwise, this is going to be a tough, tough time. But yeah, I was excited for it. uh, Did they have two-player co-op back then? Yes. Okay, so that's not a new feature. (laughs) You sat on a couch with either a sibling or a friend. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What a concept. (laughs) (laughs) And you could play as Zeke or Julie, a boy and a girl. And they are also in Ghoul Patrol, but it looks like Ghoul Patrol was supposed to be an unrelated game, and then they slapped the Zombies at My Neighbors people on it to try to sell well, and it did not. No one even knows about this game. If they had called it Zombies at My Neighbors 2, maybe it would have done better. I mean, probably. But we'll we'll see. Hopefully, it's got a good list and a good price. And Volger is excited because I guess since there's two games in there, it's, he thinks it's going to be considered a collection game. So he's excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of zombies, ain't my neighbors mm-hmm. and Volger. He asked us a question. He said, 
With the release of Zombies Ate My Neighbors for Xbox, what other 8, 16, or 64-bit classics would you like to see re-released? And then he kind of gave us a little bonus for me and Corey if we can actually name anything that's not first-party Nintendo. (laughs) So I had to do some thinking, and I had to do some looking. But if I had to give a game, I have a 64-bit game that I would like to see re-released. And honestly, it's just because I would like to play this again, this game again, and earn more achievements because I really enjoyed it. Forza Horizon Four. Oh, that would be my game. Explain what? Um. So I if you look you're... over on TA Game Information <laughs> Hardware, sixty-four oh, I bit. Get it. Hardy har har. You're fired. That would be my game. <laughs> No, in all honesty, I, I have no answer for this. Oh, come I, on. I really didn't play in any games that have those old, like, 816, Pick a game 64 Pick graphics. anything. Pick something. Jeez, we'll come back to you. Pokemon well, Stadium remake. The... <laughs> I never That's played Pokemon party. Stadium. That doesn't count. <laughs> and I never played it. <laughs> When it comes to those old games like that, the old like retro graphics, I never really played them. So like I just I don't really much have an answer for it. So I'll just deflect to Corey. I mean I like to see these games, but I don't like I I don't need to play them. Most of the good ones have been, you know, re released in some form or fashion. Um and I I played the NES. I, I played the SNES. But I was really a gen, more of a Genesis kid. Um, and, and even after that, it was kind of like PlayStation is where the roots really dug in. That's um, where I started. So if I could pick a PlayStation game, I would. But uh, I would probably lean back and go to a Genesis title. Um, and uh, I found two that I can remember playing. And that, that aren't first party or whatever. And I, I think even one, I actually, I know one had like a 360 release, uh, but the Earthworm Gym games, would be those. And like, I don't really need it, but I'm just kind of saying it for the sake of the question. Uh, but if you just gave me, I guess, a new Booger Man, I guess I'd probably try it out. Uh, I don't think I ever beat that as a kid. Well, Earthworm Gym did have an Xbox Live Arcade release. And it was notable for being extremely difficult. You had to beat the game without dying. It's hard enough to beat the game as it is and get to beat it without dying and then beat it under a certain time threshold, too. So there's two impossible achievements, from what I remember. Booger! Booger Man was great. Yeah, I, I knew you would play that. Interplay. I, I'm I'm wondering if, it, if Booker Man it. Was, a, was ever a Koosh game. <laughs> I was aware of it because <laughs> yeah, back, that in the day, right. back in the day, there used to be uh, these stores called uh, rental stores. And so you'd go in and you'd rent a movie. And then they eventually added video games, and that was when they were awesome. Because you'd go in there and you'd see every... Nintendo game or, or whatever, just sitting on the shelf. So you would see Booger Man, you know, <laughs> and maybe you didn't have that system or whatever, but you could, you could come into contact with all these games. So you don't want to come in contact with a game called Booger Man. Um, 
But yeah, I don't think I ever played it. I, I was aware of it, though. Well, what game would you like to see re-released? Well, seeing as how I didn't read the question all the way to the end, um, I said Super Metroid, because obviously. But that is first-party Nintendo. So at that point, I would then pivot and say, well, easy. Uh, I would go with Mega Man well, X. Well, you can pick a first-party Nintendo. It was just bonus points if Corey or I could name a game that wasn't first-party Nintendo. Yeah, no, I, I would be happy with either of those because I, I played them multiple times, multiple, multiple times on the SNES. Right. Well, we have Mega Man X. Well, yeah, but... Uh, need to play for achievements. Yeah, but that was my backup. Oh, <laughs> good answer. Super I Metroid. Like Give me Super I like Metroid. Give me Super Metroid with achievements, and I'm super happy. All right, well, I got one for you, Nate. I'll bail you out. All right. Do you remember how they came out with the Castlevania collection? I've heard of it. They need to come out with a second Castlevania collection that has all of the handheld Vayners. So there were three Game Boy Advance games, uh, Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, and Aria of Sorrow. And I think there's three DS games, Dawn of Sorrow, Portrait of Ruin, and Order of Ecclesia. So those six games. Uh, yeah, so after Symphony of the Night, for some reason, they stuck all their Metroidvania games on handheld. But they were great games. So I think that would be a cool collection to come out with achievements. So I will go I with that gonna- one. I would take the Metroid collection, absolutely. Because I was going to say, sure. um, I was I was sort of thinking Metroid Fusion as well, which was a great little, um, let's see. That was good. Was that DS or was that GBA? Mm, I think, GB- think GBA. Okay, yeah. Oh, I want to add Sunset Riders. That That's probably one I would do. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've played a lot of that. that is. Love that. Those like I riding have... and shooting on horses. Yeah. Yeah, I love that game. I played it in the arcade. So good. So old. <laughs> I know, but so good. <laughs> Probably horrible, but Nothing my memory of it is old. fantastic. Now, Sunset Riders frequently shows up on any top 10 of all time Genesis games. Yeah. I don't even think I've ever seen a Sega Genesis in real life. <laughs> this was not a Kenny question. I don't know any of these games. All right, pick a Kenny question. Uh, no, nah, I think we'll just continue with sales. What? We'll just keep going with sales. Uh, Nate, what are you recommending this week? Okay, I am recommending um, Habroxia hmm, hmm, 2. Uh, this is a shmup. It's $5 down from 10 It's apparently a sequel to Habroxia, uh, which I have, and I haven't finished. Uh, and this just looks like a good old-fashioned uh, vertical sometimes, horizontal sometimes shmup. So if you're into that, check it out. Uh, I'd also like to recommend Rising Hell. We may be hearing about this later. It's $9 down from 10 because it's an introductory sale. It's uh, not, not a huge sale, but... Um, I like it. I like this game. Uh, it's a roguelike platformer, or I like the look of this game, I should say. Um, the concept is you're constantly climbing this tower. So you're inside of a tower, and, and you're doing that section of games where you're just kind of going up the vertical spire or whatever, and you're killing stuff as you go and whatever. 
Uh, and that's the entire game. It's a roguelite platformer. I love the sound of it. I want to see it in action and uh, maybe just put a, uh, a price tracker on this one. Uh, also want to mention Steep Gold Edition. Yes, it is in Game Pass. However, um, the Gold Edition, the Gold Edition is not in Game Pass. Steep is in Game Pass. The Gold Edition is on sale for $12.50 down from $50. And it contains Whoa. two out of the three DLCs needed for the uh, entire completion. The only DLC it doesn't have is Road to the Olympics, and that is $9 down from $10. So if this is your type of game you and you're into completions, you might want to check that out. But be aware, Gold Edition does not get you all of the DLC. You will still have to go buy one. Yeah, can I just say that Steep gets the award for worst DLC distribution ever? Oh, no, 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 my friend. No, no, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> Zombie <it>. Army 4. <laughs> okay, okay. That one may be... Just as bad, but yes, I hate, I hate the steep one. Okay, well, we'll compare notes some other time. Uh, the last thing I want to mention is a beware uh, hollow. If you're if you're a sale junkie and you like looking at the steepest sale, there is two dollars down from twenty. Uh, this is an action horror FPS worth five hundred and fifty five gamer score because there are eight unobtainables. So pay attention, gross. People. Uh, and this game was released um, June. I'm going to say June or July of 2019. Uh, so it's probably never going to be fixed. So, um, yeah. So don't just buy it. Do your research. If you want to get it, cool. Uh, be careful. You could have just said don't buy All it. Right. It looks like a thing. I mean, it doesn't look horrible. It, the, the gamer score looks horrible. You let us know how it is. But... I, I'm, I mean... I may have uh, put oh, it in the card. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's two dollars. All right. Well, All right, I'm well, gonna uh, list off some quality titles. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Well, keeping up with the uh, with our month of easy games, I'm gonna recommend a couple. Um, the first one is. Uh, rather like a guard duty, which I've sung its praises several times. It is an old school adventure game, like Discworld, point and click game. Uh, TA says one to two hours. If you use a guide, you could pretty much steamroll through this game. If you don't use a guide, there's only one missable in the very beginning, which you could go back to if you miss. Otherwise, everything is progression based. It is 50% off at $5. Uh, Gone Beret, or as Elroy would say, Gambear! is also 50% off $5. That is a soccer ride like a game, which is a little bit longer, four to five hours, but there's some easy uh, cheats out there. You could you could win pretty easily on the easy difficulty. Get that one done. And I'm going to hate myself in the morning for recommending this, but there is a Zitalon Trilogy, the Flying Islands Games Bundle, which consists of Aborigines, which is will take you about an hour. Mushroom Quests will take you maybe... An hour with the guide and Pixel Gladiator, which used to be uh, easier, but now it's listed as two to three hours. Uh, I think Kenny might be more familiar with the original list, but as it stands, it's an easy 800. As it stands, all three of these games are worth 2,000 gamer score each, so I can't not recommend this for value. It is 779 for three games. That's 40% off. 
Not bad. So at the very least, yeah. Pixel Gladiator's got an easy title update. And yeah, the base list on Pixel Gladiator's an easy 800. The last 200, it's a little bit of skill. You could probably get it if you tried. But then the title updates is you can get the full 1,000 as easy as saying it. It's not. It's a Zit update. It's nothing to it. You're looking to complete that punch card. Uh, give you a little bit of a push. Pretty cheap. Yeah, you could do a lot worse. I mean, you can't do much worse than Aboriginus, but you could do worse. Uh, yes, I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got two things to recommend, and I've actually bought these. Um, Injustice, Gods Among Us, the uh, DC f- fighting game, is $5 down from 20 so it's 75% off. You know, fighting, backwards compatible game. Um, and then, along with that, I also got Injustice 2 is the legendary edition is normally 60 bucks it is 15 dollars right now that comes with the game and a whole bunch of dlc and skins and stuff it's it's all the different dlcs um t- the turtles are in it l i like turtles there we go i recently bought both of these because i played a little bit of injustice and i kind of just want to play it for the story and Injustice 2 is actually in Game Pass. Um, so I don't know if you'd actually want to buy it just to own. Either way, it's a good deal. Fifty. It's a lot of DLC. Well, character DLCs. It's not like actual extra story missions so as far as I'm aware. game is in Game Pass and you just bought the DLC? Yeah, so... Oh, I can't on, wait to tell uh, everybody that's leaving Game Pass next week. It's still my joke. <laughs> yeah i just bought the dlc because it's not listed on ta on the xbox you can buy all of the dlc for eight bucks so i pushed my luck in not buying the legendary edition to save seven dollars see what so yeah more likely not this is going to wind up leaving game pass now that would be an injustice very good all right. <laughs> Continuing on from there. Corey, what can we spend our money on real soon? Coming real soon. Week of Tuesday, May 18th. We have uh, two <laughs> releases coming out on Tuesday. Chet, I'm not. Uh, th- this is a huge week, by the way. I'm not going to even mention every game. Uh, I know the ones that are definitely not worth your time, so we'll skip right over those. But the first thing on the week's releases is called Chess Knights Shinobi. So if you're familiar with uh, recently released games, you'll know that Chess Knights is uh, familiar because these people have released uh, Chess Knights Viking Lands and Knights Retreat. And so all of these games take the uh, take chess and put them into some kind of a little strategy game. Uh, this one, the Shinobi version, it takes place in feudal Japan. Uh, also on Tuesday, Leisure people? Suit Larry. Uh, you, there are assassinations. Wow. Uh, I don't know what that. I don't know what that consists of, but you, if you know chess, then you'll probably Checkmate. like it. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, Leisure Suit Larry has another point and click. This one is uh, Wet Dreams Dry Twice. What? Uh, the follow up. Yeah. <laughs> the follow up to uh, I guess Wet Dreams Don't Dry. 
Uh, I don't remember exactly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, wet re- wet dreams don't dry. Uh, this one is wet dreams dry, dry twice. Uh, so I I was kind of like I wanted to play the first one uh, that came out uh, because I, I kind of like the 360 version, but it's nowhere near that. It's a point and click game. Warning. There you go. All right, moving on to Wednesday. So now we have some some good hitters coming up. Uh, just a few though. Uh, Aerial Knights Never Yield. So this one is a uh, a runner game uh, set in futuristic Detroit that kind of has a Tokyo style to it. Uh, this game we saw on a recent uh, ID at Xbox stream, and it has mm-hmm. a banging soundtrack. Uh, I look very much uh, to playing this game. Uh, also coming out on Wednesday. Uh, okay, skip that, skip that, skip that, because you probably don't care. Uh, this one you don't care either. I just want to mention it. There's a game called Techno Tanks. Now, can you guess what? Uh, not the people who made Techno Tanks, but some other games that they may have made. Any guesses? Mm, Tanky Tanks of the Tiny Tanks. World of exactly. Tanks. Exactly. They. These are the people who made Retro Tanks and Tanky Tanks. So hmm. if you played those, you can know exactly what to expect with Techno Tanks. Uh, looks like another skin on top of that great game. All right, moving on to Thursday, we're getting into some better games. We have Alchemist Adventure. This is an isometric action RPG uh, in the, the magic and uh, chemist field. Uh, one, another one. This is probably my personal favorite of this week's releases, and uh, one I am trying to get on the next stream game because it looks really fun it's called just die already uh, and they classify it as an old people mayhem sandbox and uh, i'll just go ahead and read the little blurb about it just die already is an old people mayhem sandbox game created by the designers of goat simulator you are old and angry and you've been kicked out of your retirement home how will you survive in a world that wants you to just die already it looks insane and it is up to four players, so it works out perfectly for uh, a nice little group. Uh, you can do challenges uh, that I think will help you get back to your retirement home. Uh, you can chop limbs off of your fellow people. Uh, <laughs> your your only mission in life is just to retire peacefully, it's, it kind of says. So uh, it definitely a uh, looks like a fun sandboxy game, and I, I really hope we uh, get to play that for you. All right, moving on. That we got, looks like it could be fun. Yeah, moving on. We got Rise of Slime. Now, this one I, I want to mention. Uh, I always have certain genres that I think of, certain people right off the bat. And this one, uh, it, Kronos comes to mind. But anybody who likes deck building games, this is in uh, Strategic Deck Building Adventure. Uh, I like the art style. Kind of looks like Paper Mario. And throw in some some cards. And uh, there you go. That's this. That's this game. Uh, sure footing sure footing is an infinite runner type game Uh, i don't know much about it other than uh, carnage gave it some high praise so uh, i believe this is that one Uh, so give that a chance if you want infinite runner in your life Uh, last one coming out on thursday is the wild at heart this is another one that we saw at that id at xbox stream recently um it's got uh it's got battling, it's got crafting, it's got, looks like exploration. Uh, the art style is cool. It doesn't look like a game for me, but 
I'm willing to bet Kush is probably uh, pretty excited <laughs> about this one. Um, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, it's, it's, just, uh, it's just that kind of game. All right. Like I said, this is a lot of stuff. Rounding out the week at Friday's releases on May 21st, we have Cosmic Top Secret. I only mention this because it's based on a true story uh, about uh, the Cold War and the art style that they went to, to choose, choose with it is kind of crazy. What um, the heck? Yeah, exactly. So that? if you want to see what we're talking about, look up Cosmic Top Secret. Uh, it's it best looks sign. Like it looks like a point and click. I don't like know if they... Chicken. It kind of does. I don't know if they classify it as point and click. It might be adventure, but uh, it has like six levels and it says hours of gameplay, but it has 400 collectibles. So somehow they packed 400 collectibles across like six levels. Uh, that's kind of interesting, but yeah, that's a thing. Um, just a couple more to round out the week. Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl. This is an 8-bit side-scrolling brawler. Uh, it even has the... Uh, panels on the side of the screen to for the aspect ratio because it is a very old looking game but it's a new game and uh if you like uh side scrolling beat-em-ups and uh jay and silent bob looks like a great one uh knockout city won't spend a lot of time on that that's that dodgeball game that will be coming to game pass uh dodgeball team game so uh look for that rising hell i don't have to spend a lot of time on that that's the one kush was talking about introductory sale price uh, I like the art style of it, uh, but again, it is a roguelite, and uh, it's like a vertical climber roguelite, so uh, interesting concept there. And then the last one, it's a big one uh, for the consoles, probably won't interest many of us with our DayZ experience, but Rust is finally coming to console. Uh, I do not expect uh, an easy list, uh, but if we can... Uh, if we can get our own server and do uh, a little modifications, then uh, I'm sure we'll see that make a comeback uh, as well. Uh, although that I have no confirmations that that's game pass or anything like that. So uh, we'd have to wait for that. But yeah, that is your coming real soon section. Cool. It's quite a few games. Yeah. All right. Well, let's continue on. Let's get into the brag camp. Uh, <laughs> Corey, <laughs> you haven't spoken in a while. Why don't, you keep, why don't you start us off, as always? Brag camp. Completions, as always. Uh, Tony Calzone, 150 completed games. Uh, I think most of these people are uh, in the chewy uh, Star Wars, vulgar, sorry, vulgar Star Wars challenge. Uh, so we're yes. seeing a lot of milestones still, guys. Uh, so if, if something's missed, uh, yeah. we're sorry. It's just a lot of stuff. This is the so, first. Uh, you guys are unlocking too many. I You're just want to say this is, the first, this is the first challenge in quite a long time where it's just straight gamer score. So people are going crazy. That they are. So uh, Tony Calzoni is at 150 completed games. Uh, I, I bet he was at 100 games last week mm-hmm. uh, is my guess. <laughs> Uh, Mark B and B Smittle at 250 completed games. Vulgar Latin and Kingsman at 500 completed games. Uh, we have Fallon Zorano at 550 completed games. And then we have a triple here. MDP 73, NBA Kirkland, and Chewy on Ice all at 700 completed nice. games. Wow. Uh, and then we have a lot of completions percentages, but uh, they are all over the place. So I'll just pick a few here. 
Simso, uh, completion percentage at 52%. Death Dealers at 53%. Uh, J Black at 58%. Um, Chewy on Ice at 70%. Retro Chief at 80%. And MDP at 89%. Pay no attention that those were all Rebel uh, employees. <laughs> <laughs> In ratio, after this 84, is the only one playing tough games. Everyone else is just going for a crappy gamer <laughs> score. And he has a ratio of 2.2. In streaks, Oof. we have Boots, Orion. We have Matism. We have Ben L72. We have Jad Sag, which is commonly known. Um, they are all on 50-day <laughs> achievement win streaks. Uh, we then have Faustian Greed with 100 days. Uh, as is X the Hero, and Northern Lass has 250 days, and Fluttery Chicken is at 372 days, which is a new personal best. In Achievements 1, Retro Chiefs 1969 has won 10,000. Mark B has won 13,000. Creature Backwards has reached 18,000. Nightwolf, 19,000. B. Smittle, 20,000. MDP Casual Exile Red Raw Sauce Boss has all reached or has all won 23,000 achievements. Lord of Dookie 69 has won 31,000. And Igneo Ventoya has won 37,000 achievements. In Gamer Scored, the Alpha Seagull. Is reached 150,000 gamer score. Tony Calzoni, 250,000 gamer score. Umple Beast, 350,000 gamer score, along with Retro Chief. The Rock, 450,000. Dude with the Face, 600,000. With the Fug, 650,000, along with Northern Lass and Casual Exile. And Matriarch has won seven hundred or has reached seven hundred thousand gamer score. All right. In TA score, Alex R. Davies has five hundred fifty thousand TA. J Blach has seven hundred thousand. The Rock. I'm really enjoying your uh, your new show, Young Rock. Gotta tell you, seven hundred thousand TA score. Freaky Row has seven hundred fifty thousand. Azba Fanatic has 900,000. Rocker Dude and Kushmoos, look at that. Both have 950,000 TA score. Hmm. How'd you do that? <laughs> Interesting. EOJ has 1.1 mil. RPG Davy and Vulgar Len have 1.25 mil. And Jimbot Lithuania has 2.2 million TA score. All right, leaderboards. This should be fun. Alex R. Davies is in the top 50 of the Gamer Scored leaderboard and completed Gamers leaderboard for Vayners and the top five in England of Metroidvania completed games. Ben L72 is in the top 20 of the Gamer Scored leaderboard for Metroidvania. Casual Exiles in the top 50 of the TA leaderboard for Windows. Chewy on Ice is in the top 500 of the completed Games leaderboard. Chesno is in the top 50 of the England Achievements 1 leaderboard for Xbox One Fighting. Yeah, put up your dukes. Dan Pacific is now in the top 500 of the TA Difference leaderboard for Schmups. Dude with the Face is in the top 500 of the USA Gamerscore leaderboard. Ella Follette is in the top 10 of the Gamerscore leaderboard for Vayners. Awesome job, dude. All right, not anymore. 
Shh. Hey. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Is that a thing on here? I don't see it. Oh, he's he's once you're top ten, you're top ten for life, yo. Until the next I don't day. think that's how numbers work. <laughs> yeah, you can't get eliminated from the top ten. You're locked in. Enigma Gamer seventy seven is now in the top one hundred of the Canadian Gamer Score leaderboard. Eroteric is in the top two hundred of the completed games leaderboard for turn based. Good old Jimbot is in the top ten of TA leaderboard for Xbox One platformers. MDP is in the top five hundred of the TA leaderboard for Puzzle. Mike Pitch is in the top two hundred of the Gamer Score leaderboard for Windows Phone. Which is unsurprising since he's the only person playing the Windows Phone right now. I'm surprised it's not like top 10 at this point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at this point. Northern Last is in the top 200 of the England Gamer Score leaderboard. Tony Calzone is in the top 200 of the New York Gamer Score leaderboard. Uh oh. Nick is coming for me. Uncle Beast is in the top 100 of both the Florida Completed Games and the Florida Gamer Score leaderboard. Vulgar Latins in the top 200 of the USA, USA, Gamer Score leaderboard. And last but not least, XNEO21X is in the top 10 of the USA Completed Games leaderboard for Metroidvania. All right. And my favorite new thing that we do, uh, if people have a proud completion that they've done or anything that they want to share with us, throw it in Camp. I will probably read it, no matter what it is, as long as it's something interesting. Uh, Freaky Row went out of his way to reach 420,069 gamer score. So, way to go there, buddy. I see what you did there. Nightwolf completed Forza Horizon 4. Great, nice. great job. Crazy Catman uh, said he completed his hardest ever game, 60 seconds re-atomized. Can't say I know too much about that one, but way to go. Hawkeye Barry completed Spec Ops The Line. I know that FUBAR achievement's pretty tough. Good job. Tony Coconuts completed PUBG. ASU Unknown completed Far Cry 2, which I think I heard was pretty grindy. Not a lot of people have that completion. And in some really impressive accomplishments, Dude with the Face completed the Airy series. Oh, great job, dude. Amazing. And Death Dealers had a birthday on May 6th. Happy birthday. Happy and, birthday. And she let us know that she completed Roblox. Wow. Way to go. <laughs> that is probably um, the most muffed completion there is due to the 20-day-in-a-row achievement. So it's actually a game that once you complete... It's actually a sigh of relief. For those not in the know, if you miss a, a day of that, that's called pulling a frame. I was going to say that's where that came from. Yes. I, I seem to remember. Yep. That is a, some Z to Z trivia. The origin. Which are all available on Spotify if you want to go check out our inspiration. Not to be confused with our perspiration. All right. And with that, that will do it for us. Be sure to keep listening for any of the special content that will go on after this. Don't forget to try for a secret word in the podcast discussion channel of our Discord, discord.io slash AH101. Mm, also, popcorn. not it. Don't think that's going to be it. Doppelganger backwards. Try. 
Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you can check us out on Twitch. You can follow our streams, twitch.tv slash AH101. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us with those free Amazon Prime subscriptions. You can send us a Twitter tweet on the Twitter at Achievements101. Check us out on page or on YouTube, youtube.com slash achievementhunting101. Subscribe to us there, please. And our Patreon, if you enjoy the show, you enjoy the contest that we put on, want to help us be able to do more, grow the community, grow the show. We, we appreciate you sending us your monies. Patreon.com slash achievementhunting101. We love our patrons the most. But with that, class is dismissed. See you next week. Later. Bye-bye. Booger! Welcome back to One List, Two List, Bad List, Good List, a segment where we take a look at the achievement lists of a couple of games, one on the awesome spectrum and one in the hot garbage on a warm summer day spectrum. What exactly makes those lists good or bad? Well, that's what we will be discussing. This is One List, Two List, Bad List, Good List. I am no longer the world record holder in Mule, but I still am the world record holder in Joe Montana's football. It is I, Elroy OMJ, and I am joined today by an individual who I always text when I have a question about Jackbox. He is Fulger Latin. Hi, I'm also the world record holder in your heart. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do always text you about Jackbox, don't He I? does. He, he literally yeah. does, yeah. Yeah. We actually did something uh, with that uh, with my, my school. I set up a Jackbox parties for virtual, so the kids that come in every day they got to sit there live and then the ones that were virtual i had it focused where they could see my screen and so we just did a whole thing uh so i appreciate some of your suggestions hopefully they all panned out (laughs) well uh we didn't do the button one i didn't uh, that was going to take too long to explain to them how they have to figure out who the alien is and all that Mm -hmm. i I don't know but uh yeah i i did one that i shouldn't have and then um, at some point they turned into teenagers uh, and yeah, yeah and then it, it took a dark turn briefly and we just kept going and then they, it, it evened out. They, they, the shock value kind of got, they kind of got over it. So yeah. Yep. In their defense, I mean, it was a question like, what is the worst thing you can say around a parrot or something like that? Oh. I think, yeah. Uh, I forget what game that is. Quiplash or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when it took a dark turn because what what how are you supposed to keep that PG? I don't know. Where so, you hit the bodies? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, they're not that clever, so <laughs> you know, um, yeah. So that that's when it took a dark turn in the the teenager realm. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> but I do appreciate the the suggestions. I really do. Not no problem. So, all right. So, um, I guess uh, I will start us off with a bad list, and so we're gonna cover the awful first and then we uh you know fill you full of hope and optimism uh, uh on the way out the door kind of a thing so oh yeah and yeah I'll... we don't want to put you in a bad mood on the way in you know, or rip way that out ba- rather. yeah rip that band-aid <laughs> off all right well here it is hyposphere rebirth so we have birthed the hyposphere and what we have here is a very forgettable game all right very forgettable 
Uh, it's uh, six bucks, so that that's good. But uh, I wouldn't say that it's publisher Poor Cat's best effort. Uh, well, actually, I would because uh, if I didn't, it would be alive because it's their only release, so it's the best they got. But uh, think of it as like a crappy version of Marble Madness. Okay, so if you've played Marble Madness, uh, it's Marble Madness without all the charm and it's, fun. It's a better hard cube. Is that I couldn't think of what the name of that one game is that was so similar to this because it was a very forgettable game too. And I sat there and tried to figure it out. Is that the name of it? Yes, Hard okay. Cube. Okay, I'm sure I've played that. Is that the one where you have like all the different environments, like the the ice world? Yep. And the, okay, yeah. that's the game I was thinking of. So yeah, it's very similar to that game. Uh, I'd probably say that one's more enjoyable than this one though. Uh, this is like even a crappy version of that game, but. I don't know. It's they're about the same, honestly. Six and one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh if you haven't uh been able to tell from us talking about it, basically you're a ball. You're not gonna have a ball, but you are a ball. And you are rolling from point A to point B, and you have some obstacles, some jumps to do, and some collectibles to roll over along the way. Uh the stages are really quick. And there are a hundred of them. Yes, a 100 levels. That's how much fun you're going to have. So <laughs> let's take a look at this list. Now, full disclosure, I have not finished this game. Um, but, uh, Mr. Volker, you have uh, done the deed. and uh, I nailed it. Got the completion. Man, that's awesome. It's You got all 100 uh, TA, uh, TAD there. Yep. <laughs> it's, and, all right. Uh, 60 so, achievements. Heck yeah. <laughs> yep. So that it leads me right into what I was going to say, which is why is this list terrible? This game does not need 60 freaking achievements. All right. More is not better here. Uh, all this does is lower your ratio. Um, so, you know, I know not everyone can have a ratio as high as mine. Uh, you know, everyone that I record podcasts with can't. You know, they don't. Not everyone has a, such a lofty uh, ratio as me with a one point five five. But I just came off a certain uh, contest, so that's why it's artificially inflated. But uh, all this does is just undo all the work that I did. It's like basically sixty one point zero achievements, and it's uh, the only value I see in it in the sixty achievements is any future iterations of that contest. If you have one of those weeks where you just have to score a large number of achievements then this is your game so don't play this yet wait until you get stuck into that contest and you need those for that week now so let's look at the sheer number of achievements that they have um it wouldn't be so bad except for they didn't use such a large number because they had like a bunch of clever names uh such as the one that i just talked about right uh in the last week's episode or whenever that was um it's not. It doesn't have the same uh, clever names to them. So uh, I, don't, I don't know. One of them is literally epic. It is right. There's one's called epic, and one, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The epic one you could theoretically use for like a milestone or something like that. But uh, getting to that point is uh, going to be a slog because basically you get an achievement for every even number stage you beat. So. Let me read you the names of a few of the Chivos that I have selected for you. You get level two. That is for defeating the second level. Level four. Level six. Level eight. Level 10. Level 12. Level 48. I just 
thought I'd skip ahead. Level 50, level 72. These are all different achievements that you will get. Now, interestingly enough, and perhaps uh, Volger can attest, I don't know what, why this is, but they showed a glimmer. A glimmer of creativity was shown when they got to 64. <laughs> all right, so instead of having level 64 is the name of it, they went with, then I'm 64. I think. I have no idea why. I think it's a Beatles reference, but I think they've mix, mixed it up. There's a Beatles song that goes, uh, will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Okay. So I think they messed it up. I think they <laughs> did a typo. <laughs> when, oh, so it should be when, when I'm, I'm 64. Oh, well, that would actually make sense because there's another typo later that we'll get to here in a second. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're... Uh, I don't know. You, 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 yeah, that would actually make sense. Okay, there you go. See, I'm glad we talked this out. So there you go. The list got a little less bad because uh, it's so bad that's good typo. because they can't, yeah, can't. They can't even get the get the words right. <laughs> so as far as I can tell, there's nothing special about those even number stages. Maybe Volger can attest. Uh, there's nothing different between the even and the odd, right? No, there's that. They're just all the same, as far as I can tell. I got about ten in, and I was just like, "Okay, I'm done with this." Um, well, but and I even I even messed up, so I got to the level 100, and I had to go back and start over to get. Oh, you didn't get points. all the collectibles? Oh boy, well, it's not collectibles. Uh, yeah. that, it's I just saw... score. Point. So I didn't. Oh okay. Yeah. So yeah, I saw I saw him warning about that in uh, the walkthrough video I saw where he's like. I'm just flying through this, but fortunately I got enough points or something. I think it was a Bills video. I can't remember. I, I didn't I went guideless and Ooh. so I I so that's just on you. barely went went over the one to two hours. It took me two and a half hours. Oh man. Yeah. Bless you for all that mm. time you invested into this. <laughs> <laughs> but I assume I assume that Xbox would not allow them to have a, over a hundred achievements for the game. I, I assume that they wanted to go level one, level two, level three, level four, but Xbox is like, nah, you got to tone it down. And they're like, okay, we'll do every even stage. <laughs> and I don't know if that's, I just assume that's what happened. But uh, so when you beat level 100, you get both the, Level 100 Chivo, as well as the Finish Chivo, which is aptly named for beating the game. So you finish. That's, I mean, the creativity is just amazing. Now, uh, there's also some achievements for bonuses. Um, and, you know, there's bonuses on the game. So there's Chivos for bonuses. So here is, uh, here's three achievements I've selected. The achievement is called Score 500. You get it for 500 bonuses collected. You have score 1,000 for 1,000 bonuses collected. And then you have score 2,000 for... 2,000 bonuses collected? Oh, no. See, they got so bored with their own damn list that they <laughs> <laughs> that they did they screwed it up and they put 2,000 scores collected. So we have 500 bonuses collected, 1,000 bonuses collected, and then 2,000 scores collected. So... I assume that they just fell asleep and they're like, they saw the word score and there's, oh, yeah, just, yeah. and well, they just, yeah. You, you know how you get the epic achievement? How's that? You start a new game plus and you play 10 levels. Oh, wow. That's, that's epic. That's pretty epic, right? <laughs> Playing 10 games on new play plus. <laughs> I mean, that's just, just calling for, I hear it calling for me, right? Oh, me. So let me help them out. Okay. So. Uh, I'll, if, if I'm going to, you know, dog on their list, I at least want to improve it a little bit for them. So 
there's some opportunity for him uh, for some cool chivos, uh, despite this very limited game. So I think the uh, elefante in the room is that, I mean, it's a it's a game with balls in it, right? So the amount of crude humor alone that you could do with that would really help this list. Uh, so, you know, you have like a bunch of obstacles you collide with. So you, you could do something with getting hit in the balls or something. You know, you die for the first time. You get an achievement called good thing you've got two balls because you, uh, know, you got more, you know, something like that. You really drop the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, well, actually, if you go down like a real steep incline that goes lower, like if there's like an optional one that you can go down that goes even lower on the map, you could get, you went balls deep. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but also, so it's not just limited to that because, uh, there's also a jump mechanic. So, you know, there's, uh, you can, I don't, is, was there ever any enemies in the game? I only nope. made it to level 10. Okay. I didn't think there was, but, uh, if they added like some green things on the ground, you could like have some pop culture references, like jumping on the head and you get like an achievement called like 100 Chivo, you know, and then if you jump on, you know, 10 things without hitting the ground, you get a one up Chivo or something like that. Uh, you know, a little Mario reference or something, something, just give us something. I mean, I don't know, but, uh, level two, level four, level six, level eight. And then 2000 scores. I, I mean, I don't know. It's just, uh, the whole thing was just a hot mess. And then of course, uh, having started this game, I forgot to put this where I didn't want it in my contest. So of course the crab battle, uh, found it immediately and assigned me level 98 is one of my, <laughs> uh, one of my achievements to get. So I really appreciate that. And, uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to save it for a future contest. Uh, and, uh, I don't know. Just get all these achievements all at once. So I, I'm going to slightly disagree. I actually kind of like that there's 60 uh, achievements because oh, that just makes your completion percentage that much better. Oh, all you, right. You get to the end of that and then you, you've you completed a game in two hours and your completion percent, depending on how much you've started, goes way up. <laughs> well, see, I don't like it because I'm not going to complete it for a while. So I guess it's lowering mine. But yeah, 60 achievements, especially if you, you know, like for newer gamers, I guess that's a whole lot, right? So like, yeah. you know, if you're dealing in the a lower number, that's, I guess that would actually move it up a lot, wouldn't it? Yeah. So it, it didn't really affect me. I have too many games and too many achievements, so, but uh, it's just a blip on the radar for me, I guess, but I don't know. So, but anyway, so there you go. Hypospace, uh, Hyposphere <laughs> Rebirth. It's a terrible game. I'm sorry. I it, I can't even remember the name of it. There you go. Very forgettable. Very forgettable list. Do better. So, Mr. Volger. Yes, sir. What think, game? Oh, what? I think we can do better. I, I think we should lift people up. We should oh, uplift yeah. them. I think yeah, we instead, of, good instead of a sphere... Let's let's think let's think in some different dimensions, like a uh, box. Oh, thinking outside of the box, even. like an orange box. Oh my goodness! I can't wait to talk about this one for the second time. <laughs> just, uh, I'm so excited. So, uh, what about the orange box? Has you weak in the knees today? So, the orange box, if you're not aware of it, uh, came out a long time ago. Uh, actually, uh, came out in 2007, year I graduated high school. Mm. Uh, and uh, freshman year of college is when this would have came out. Uh, this is a collection of various games from Valve. All first-person shooters. You have Half-Life 2, uh, the two episodes that go along to Half-Life 2. So uh, episode one and episode two, which are uh, basically 
uh, expansions to it. You get Team Fortress 2 and you get Portal. Uh, so, and for the longest time, this was the only way that you could play Portal on consoles or anywhere. They didn't release it separately, so you had to get the orange box. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So I've never played any of those, but uh, that don't let me stop you. All of those games are absolute bangers. Uh, this is a backwards compatible <laughs> uh, game. It's really notable. It had 99 achievements in it. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty coincidental we both pick like these just obscene amount of achievement games yes uh, it's an 80 to 100 hour game because you're going to have to go through and do everything but what i love about it is that a lot of the things in here uh kind of make you play in a different way that makes the game much more interesting and much more fun uh and specifically there's an achievement called the one free bullet which i did uh it is and i'm gonna uh super memorable i don't remember the game i believe you have to beat (laughs) half-life episode one only firing one bullet and you can use you can use your grenade and it also says yeah grenade crowbar rocket and grav gun kills are okay oh so it even lets you know the rules but Uh, so what's this one so who do you use the one bullet on what is it a lock a padlock that's it. Uh. You you have to shoot open the padlock towards the beginning of the game, and that's it. That's the only time. Oh, but that's you can pretty use... cool. That's a cool. That's a cool one. And you can basically to beat the whole game because you're not going to use grenades or the crowbar the whole time. You're going to use the gravity gun. The gravity mm-hmm. gun is one of the most cool things about Half Life Two. It lets you pick up and throw objects at people, um, at bad guys. That's just it's just a lot of fun and lets you use kind of the coolest mechanic because what every time i played half-life 2 i just used guns because i'm a very efficient sort of person i guess so i never really did that but uh, (laughs) it kind of broke me out and i was just like i want to do this there's one for in half-life episode 2 for finding a garden gnome and escorting that little garden gnome buddy all the way into a rocket ship at the end of the game okay that's a cool achievement i can get with that it's pretty difficult i haven't actually done it um but i've tried and it's it's unique. <laughs> what's, okay, so what, what's up uh, with the uh, save status? So, like, let's say you screw up and drop the gnome into abyss, or let's say you accidentally changed weapons and shot an extra bullet. Are you, you able can, to like quickly yeah, reload? Yeah, okay. you can make saves, and and really, you're not gonna. You just keep that gravity gun out, and you just never switch because the gravity gun doesn't have ammo or anything. You mm-hmm. just pick up stuff and you just start chucking it at people. Uh-huh. Um, you also get to play a lot of games of Team Fortress 2, which is a really fun game. This might be a little bit worse now because it's not as big of a crowd because it's just such mm-hmm. an old game. Uh, but it's easily boostable. Um, and all of the stuff for Portal 2. Uh, there's a lot of different things in Portal 2 that it kind of forces you to do. Beating the advanced maps. Um, you know, Basically learning how to be a speedrunner and really getting to do the most with that. I ended up with like 84, so I still have a few left I could go back and do. It's backwards compatible. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And and maybe one of these days I'll do Little Rocket Man for sending the Garden Gnome <laughs> into space. Now, is there any su- significance of that? Why why it's a Garden Gnome? And I assume that's kind of out of place in the environment, right? Um, A little bit, because uh, it's in just kind of a, kind of a ruined earth, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, but it's just there. Uh, but that little rocket gnome would show up in a lot of other stuff, and uh, it actually gets a callback in Left 4 Dead 2, and you have to do hmm. pretty much the same thing. You have to grab a garden gnome in a level, and you have to escort that garden gnome to the end 
of your episode in in Left for Dead Two. Nice. Is so, uh is it the garden gnome able to be destroyed if you accidentally drop it or anything like no, that? No, but you can lose it, which is what happened to me. Okay, because there's a car section, so you have to drive a car, and there's no spot. There's not like a trunk or anything, so you have to kind of wedge it in the car. Mm-hmm. But that I I thought it was fun. Uh, there's a Team Fortress one for playing with seven people on your friends list. Hmm. Yeah, which is That's like, a- I've never seen games do that. Or it's just like, I, yeah, I've seen it where you play with one friend, but not for like, yeah, just have a whole crew. Bring all your boys in. Come on. <laughs> uh, in, yeah. the, in the beginning of, uh, I, I guess this really isn't the spoiler, but in the beginning of Half-Life 2, uh, you start out on a train and you meet basically a cop, like mm-hmm. a future cop or whatever, and he... He like uh, knocks over a trash can or uh, knocks over a uh, soda can. And he's like, "Hey, you, pick up that can and throw it away," just because he wanted to mess with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there's an achievement for throwing the can in the trash. There's also an achievement <laughs> for chucking the can at the cop's head. Ah, so you reload the, <laughs> reload the save on that one? Yeah, you can. It's called Defiant. It's either Defiant or Submissive. Ah, oh, that's for- the. That's the name of the achievements. Yeah, for <laughs> oh, they should have gone with they should have gone for the one throwing it in the can for they should have called that one trash comes in cans, and then <laughs> then the the one for throwing it at the cop not cannots. All right, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, tr- yeah, it's trash cans, trash cans, not trash cans. But uh, on the uh, on the one where you're teamed up with seven friends now. Do you what? It, can you cheese that in the sense that you just randomly start a open game and then seven people join and then you add them to your friends list and then bam, you that's, get the achievement? I mean, that's probably how you would do it. Or oh. maybe you listen to this and you're like, "Man, I never got that achievement." Orange Box <laughs> sounds great. I should start a producing session and bring in Vulgar Latin because he never actually ended up doing this. All and right. I'd be like, "Yeah, dude." <laughs> and then like, let me invite Elroy. Oh wait, no, he'll never play this. That's right. Oh, that's a bad you, idea. You should. <laughs> I I think all of these games are uh, very good and they hold up. Uh, Half Life Episode Two uh, or Half Life and Half Life Two and all of the other episodes are, uh, I would say, sort of top notch first person shooters, especially for the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they hold up. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I've heard then, a lot about the the cake and portal, but I've never actually. You know, experienced it or anything. Portal's a top-notch puzzle game, uh, and yeah, I would recommend that anybody goes through and and, and tries that one out as well. Uh, yeah, Portal and Portal Two, uh, you can get that one as uh, a go. Portal Two is not on there, but it's it's fun. Yeah, I mm. I love this game. Um, wish I I need to finish it out. It's uh, <laughs> it's all it's on the bucket list to knock out all fifteen achievements of this this bad guy here, but yeah. All 15 five-point uh, achievements. Well, yeah, it's like... <laughs> no, actually, the little rocket man is uh, 30, and then there's... Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, and then if I get all gold medals on, on Portal, that's a 40-pointer. Oh, which, my goodness. Yeah, that's you have the, to... changes everything. You have to get really good, because you have to basically beat it with using as few portals as possible each mm-hmm. stage, and stepping as little as possible, which... Sometimes that means just using the portals to move yourself without actually walking anywhere. That sounds like a dreadful guide that you'd have to follow meticulously. Or I, I always just tried to figure them out on my own back then. Because uh, 
Yeah, back in 2007, I was broken in college, so I only had like <laughs> right. So why not five games? So really, gotta uh, make yeah. the most out of this stuff. Man, how did that change? Right, it's amazing how you actually had to be good at games back in the day, and you know, because that's a, you just had to because there was nothing else. Yep, and so I yeah. get it. But you, you can you can get a lot of entertainment out of this thing. It's normally twenty bucks uh, if you were to buy it digitally. Uh, you could probably find it cheaper, physical. It was a very popular game, uh, and I yeah, I would highly recommend it to just about anybody. Cool, man. Well, sounds good. Uh, so they have a good list because they have nice uh, creative ones and just uh, all kinds of good stuff there. Yeah? Oh yeah, and if you've if you've done the one free bullet, let me know how that went, and let me know how the little Rocket Man went if you did that, uh, or try it yourself and let us know. Um, hmm. It's a uh, yeah, orange box, real banger. <laughs> that's quite a padlock if you can't open it with a grenade I mean but a bullet no nope. uh, I don't think you have yeah because you also have a crowbar you can't open it with a crowbar I tried because huh. yeah it, it was interesting because I went to it and it's very early in the game and I'm like well I don't want to shoot it I only have <laughs> one bullet <laughs> right <laughs> but nope that's it yep. can't kick it off can't do anything yeah because <laughs> you have a crowbar and I was like I could just hit it with this crowbar that should work right no nope. yeah you would think nope nope okay <laughs> all right so well i guess that wraps us up with our wonderful list here so thanks again for to everyone for taking the time to listen to us talk about the exciting world of achievement lists where the energy is palpable yeah yes. thanks so much <laughs> and as always uh let us know what you think of our list in discord yeah if you agree if you disagree if you have <laughs> games that you think have really good lists that you'd want to hear us talk about or really bad lists, uh, yeah, feel free. Let us know. Yep. That sounds good. So, all right. Well, thanks, uh, Mr. Volger, for joining me. and uh, Thanks for having me. All right. Everyone take care. See you. Hello and welcome to Beware Another Dawn. I'm Waka Pale and with me I have Shui on Ice. Hiya. Another Dawn was on sale a few weeks ago. I looked at it, decided not to pick it up as it was uh, $10 down from 20 in the survival genre. It had a rather dismal score at around 1.6. I decided not to pick it up until uh, Shui said that he was tempted to start it in the Discord. Yeah, I have a weird thing where the lower the rating, the more interested I seem to be in a game. Uh, as it turned out, that 1.6 was very generous. Uh, the game does not deserve that kind of high score. It is now at around 0.6, which is more accurate. Definitely. Another Dawn? It doesn't have a lot going for it, so I think we're go just going to go through the entire game and take it from the very beginning, mm -hmm. where you start on a boat. You get a phone call from your well, wife or daughter, and she appears very distressed. I mean, it's basically just screaming. <laughs> and that's all the setup you have. You are on a boat, someone 
is screaming, you then get a prompt that you have to save your family. Off you go to save your family by diving into the water or walking into it or whatever. Probably falling in by mistake since the controls are abysmal. <laughs> Terrible. They're not standard controls either. Yeah. Uh, you, The game is not a survival game, really. It has survival mechanics. It has hunger and thirst. Mm, and they're, they're completely pointless. They, they add nothing to the game apart from a, an unnecessary timer that uh, forces you to keep moving or, or search for food and water. But there isn't that much of that going, so the best thing is just to kind of plow forward. Yeah, you're very much not rewarded for exploring in no way. You rarely find anything interesting. There's nothing to see. There's no collectibles. There is nothing interesting to see. It's just mm. copy-pasted assets all over the place which uh, spawn in as you get close <laughs> to them. Yeah, just huts full of barrels and, and crates and plates randomly. And this game is uh, apparently optimized for Series X, but it looks terrible. This game is basically a, a poor man's version of the original Far Cry, and it looks like it was made around the same time as the original Far Cry. Let's be honest, the original Far Cry is far superior to this mess in every way. Oh my goodness, yeah. You arrive at the beach, the game starts to tutorialize, but it does so with keyboard and mouse instructions instead of uh, showing you how to use a gamepad. Yeah. Pick up this wrench with E. Uh... (laughs) I don't have an E on my Xbox controller. Uh, It doesn't help that it's not standard controls either. Once you find weapons, you use the left bumper to aim down the sights. Yeah, left trigger is sprint. Shooters, right trigger. And you can't sprint for very long either. Uh, You run out of stamina immediately. The guy you're playing as, you don't know his name at this stage. You don't know anything other than that you're supposed to save your family. But as you reach the beat, you get another objective, which is to find your backpack. And as you walk down the beach, you find uh, dead bodies around. And they are really creepy. There's a a lady with a giant bloody handprint on her stomach. uh, And there's a kid who looks like he's had a xenomorph burst out of his chest i do feel like maybe they they just went to like an asset library somewhere downloaded it of like just random stuff dead bodies and stuff like that and just plunked them in the game yeah there's a lot of copy pasting going on on the beach there are several wooden huts the only thing they have in them are crates and metal barrels and plates yeah, the occasional table. Yeah, I don't even remember a table. All I remember is plates everywhere and the, the same metal barrels. Yeah, I tried attacking them by holding the right trigger. Your character's attack animation stopped, but you could tell he was still hitting because there were sparks coming off <laughs> them and uh, sounds. So yeah, that looked real good. You also find soldiers on the beach. Who uh, the shoot first, ask questions never kind of guys. I think this was supposed to be a stealth game. Mm. But these guys have a... They are either completely worthless and can't see you uh, even if you're standing right in front of them. 
or they spot you from the other side of the map and start shooting. The superhuman morons, basically. Once they see you, they just keep shooting until you're dead, yeah. and every single bullet they fire hits you unless there's a solid object between you and them. Although you wouldn't know that you were being hit necessarily because there is no indication, no like uh, screen shake, vibration. Your character doesn't go or anything. You just your screen gets a little bit bloodier and bloodier, and then it, you get a text prompt that says your health is low. But but because you're being shot, it appears to start an animation of you going down, but it doesn't finish. It just it just says gone. that you've failed. Yeah. But the text prompt comes up say your health is critically low, but they're shooting at you. So pretty much the next bullet after that, which comes a split second later, kills you. So the, the text prompt, which is quite lengthy, that's like, your, your health is critically low. You should go and find some medic. By the time you've read it, you're already dead. Uh, so on the beach, you can find a screwdriver or a metal pipe, uh, which you can use to... Uh, try to fight the soldiers uh, I played on easy and it was very difficult to kill one of them with a melee weapon yeah. because despite you attacking heavily armed soldiers with machine guns uh, they are very afraid of you with your tiny screwdriver <laughs> yeah they, they basically just run backwards kind of shooting at you at an, at an awkward sideways angle well they're they're not shooting at you. They're more shooting at the ground than or at the sky. Uh, basically all over the place. It can stand on a spot and start spinning. And for some reason they still hit you. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of impressive in a way. But really annoying. And, and they run at exactly the same pace as you. So you can't catch up to them to hit them with your melee weapon. If they start running, that's it. You, you, you can never catch them basically. Because they'll just always be the same distance away from you. Yeah, so I managed to kill one of the soldiers with a melee weapon, decided to pick up his gun, but I was not allowed to since I had to have a backpack in order to carry the gun. It's very important to fit your AK-47 in your backpack. Well, you're carrying it in your hands. I do not see <laughs> why you would need a backpack for, for even a pistol. The levels are quite large. They're not overly large, but... There are no checkpoints. If you die, mm. you start over. And if you die on the first level, you see the first scene where, with your family screaming at you every time. Yeah, it's very frustrating to get to where you know the end of a level is and, and die and then have to replay the whole the whole th- thing again. Uh, because it kind of because of the survival elements and stuff, you kind of think it should be open worldy, but it's not. It's it's level based, and then that kind of led me to wonder if you could get yourself into an a game-breaking, unwinnable situation where you're hungry and starving because you haven't picked up enough food and water, and then you end a level, and then you start the next level starving, basically, and then you don't have enough time to get any food and water, so you just die. Yeah, I wonder if they have some kind of minimum value going into a level, or if you can get into a level and then have three seconds left to live before you die of thirst. Yeah, you'd hope that they'd factor that in. I kind of doubt it. The game takes place in less than a day. It doesn't even take place at dawn. (laughs) This guy is really thirsty. If he doesn't get at least five bottles to drink, he's going to die of thirst during that day. (laughs) Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that, how thirsty he gets. And and hungry, actually. You know, I'm pretty sure you you could last uh, most of a day without eating something if you had to. After you find your backpack... 
You also get a magic knife, which you can use to stab people in the f- feet to kill them. <laughs> if you can get close enough. Yeah, they, there's a one-hit stealth attack, which uh, mm. looks ridiculous. Yeah. And the animation that plays out is looks real dumb. Yeah, well, because they're kind of, kind of quasi-ragdoll, but in, in the silly kind of way. The, there's ragdoll, but it feels too heavy or... Sometimes the weapons from enemies just fly across the screen in a ridiculous way. So it's both too heavy and too floaty at the same time. Uh, Once you've got your backpack and uh, decide to finish the first level, you can find a cave door, which you can't open, but you can walk through it. Yeah, it's, uh, that, that's intentional, right? It's here's the cave, here's the exit to the level. You're not supposed to do anything else. It, it just so happens that it's closed. Yeah, and you have to walk quite far into the cave, which ends up in a dead end, at least on the screen that you are looking at before you somehow magically get dumped into a cave. Yeah, and the this, this cave level I found annoying because, um, I mean, it's just very bland and generic and everything looks the same and it's kind of a bit of a maze, so it's very easy to get yourself turned around in. And because the game has basically no... It has no map. It has no waypoints or checkpoint like checkpointing. It doesn't help you through it at all. Uh, it's easy just to get completely and utterly kind of lost. Basically, there are no enemies on this level except those that you hear through the walls. And uh, at one point, uh, there someone says something along the line, "Ah, we have to find Raymond. He has seen us." So. I'm guessing you are Raymond, or they're looking for someone else, because uh, this character, he has a phone, and he hasn't just bothered to call anyone uh, after his family has been attacked by armed thugs. Yeah, they're all out to get him. Nobody loves Raymond. Uh, there's also a point here where you're supposed to learn that you have to climb a vine to uh, get through a part in the level. Uh, I did not do that. Uh, instead, I clipped through... Th- the rocks that were in my way <laughs> by wiggling back and forth until I got through the wall. Nice, the old wiggle climb technique. So I, I climbed the vine, uh, or at least there's a couple of points where you climb vines, and then I got to a point where I got to the top of the vine, but then I couldn't see where to go next because it looked like I'd reached the top, but I hadn't reached the top, as it were. So I had to refer to a video to see what I was supposed to do next, and I discovered that I just needed to keep climbing, even though... The actual image of the vine, they hadn't bothered to extend any further up. Yeah, and there's a lot of missing graphics. If you uh, walk around some uh, level geometry, especially rocks, you can sometimes see straight through them. (laughs) In the beginning of the third level, they say something is terribly wrong on the island uh, or something along those lines. And uh, maybe these things are intentional. (laughs) Maybe it's part of the storyline. It might very well be or they just decided to remake far cry and failed spectacularly (laughs) because after you get through the cave which is a terrible level uh, you end up in an even worse level uh, which takes place around a toxic lake so for me this was the longest hardest most frustrating level of the game uh, because there's a lot more enemies. You have to face them. There's probably 10 enemies in this level. Yeah, and, and you have to take them on in order to proceed. And um, But in an open space where they spot you very easily, unless you're very good at sneaking and cover and get lucky. 
uh, you're, you're going to die very quickly. Uh, and then there's a few other things that can kill you, like the poison lake and hellhounds. If you jump into the lake, uh, you start losing health. And uh, it gives you the message that uh, the lake is toxic and that you have to find a way to get... Well, you need to find an alternate mode of transportation. I don't remember the exact line. Yeah, something like find another way. But yeah. the the way you deal with the water is incredibly stupid. Since I didn't use a guide, uh, I assumed that I was supposed to take a boat. And there are several boats around. The, uh, there are several boathouses and there are several boats around the lake. But if I tried to step on one, it just sank immediately. Yeah, old lead-footed Raymond. Yes, this this guy is not your typical video game protagonist. He's not beefy at all. He's got very spindly arms and they are... Even when you start, uh, he appears to be injured on one hand and uh, is very dirty on the other. Yeah, something we're kind of beginning the game in the middle of something, but they never really explain what. <laughs> I got the impression that he was just out fishing or enjoying a nice boat ride when uh, things went bad at his vacation hut. But uh, yeah, you never know. You're never told who this Raymond character is. (laughs) Yeah, so in this level as well, so the the way you get across the lake is ridiculous because in order to swim across the toxic lake, you have to find a gas mask. (laughs) If you put on the gas mask, you can magically handle the toxic water yeah. and uh, it, there's like there's barrels with the radiation radiation symbol and they are constantly uh, spewing out waste into this lake <laughs> noxious noxious fumes and gases <laughs> yeah yeah it looks it looks like if someone has shot the barrel and it's uh, leaking but it never stops. It just keeps a steady stream going of uh, whatever substance is in that thing. Whatever's happening, it's affected the uh, the fauna of the island as well because there are these like devil dog type things, these uh, dogs with mutated faces, which you occasionally encounter. Look like sort of lizard dog. Yeah, I shot one in the butt with a crossbow bolt and it killed it. So they weren't that they weren't that strong. Yeah, there's an achievement for killing one as well. And for finding the crossbow, which is very underwhelming. Yeah, it was. If, if you're stealthing, it's probably the best weapon in the game because you can kill everything with a well-placed head or chest shot. And you can retrieve the arrows yes. if you hit them, but not if you miss. No. Well, unless, uh, like me, you miss because the arrow has hit something that's invisible in the foreground <laughs> and it's floating in midair, so you can just pick it up. Yeah, that happens way too often. In the middle of this lake, there's a tower and there's a single guard standing there. I took uh, pot shots at him from the beach. Yeah. And the guy, uh, well, he, some once he decided that uh, he just wanted to kill me and there's no way to hide once they see you. So he just kept shooting until I died. But the second time I kept hitting him uh, with my gun and... He didn't care at all. He just keep walking as if nothing happened, <laughs> despite getting hit by several bullets until he went Ow. down. Oh. Yeah, no, he didn't even flinch. No, he just kept moving as if nothing happened. Yeah, so I, I swam across, but if you're not careful, if he's on his patrol facing you, 
as you swim across he will notice you and he will just kill you while you're swimming and that is extremely frustrating after you've spent the last like 20 minutes making your way to that point in the level yeah it's probably the longest level in the game and it's like the other levels real bad once you get to that tower you find a tablet a ipad thingy and uh, for some reason you make a call to no one in particular you have no idea what he actually does on that tower but uh, for some reason he gets another call from his uh, screaming daughter or wife you find a location possibly find a map and you have to figure out where to go from there yeah although although it's very obtuse it's just just a a top-down map of the of the lake with an x on it but there's you have no orientation as to know which way is relative to where you are Uh, yeah there's a second smaller lake which i used for orientation but otherwise i would have no idea which way to go no and uh, thankfully in this level and other open area levels uh, you can actually avoid quite a lot of the encounters by just running as far around the edge of the map as possible and kind of over the the barrier hills you know the hills that they put on the edge of the levels to make it yeah unless you go too far and fall off the level which happened to me (laughs) once yeah there's uh, uh, also a part on this level which i found very bizarre Uh, as i mentioned this it's a toxic lake and you come across a campfire with a boiling pot on it and some raw fish beside it and instead of cooking that food he just picks it up and eats Amazing. it well when you're swimming across the toxic lake if you decide that you're hungry or thirsty you can also eat and drink from your uh, water supply whilst under the water in the toxic lake so i mean <laughs> this guy has no sense of self-preservation no but apparently it works and uh, you, you get a rather bad animation of him trying to put things in his mouth x marks the spot and you eventually find a cave opening going into the ground once the next level starts it says that the tablet says there's a lab here shocking twist this is where it becomes you know this is where it felt quite far cry like and then this is the point where you realize oh no no this is just far cry (laughs) the the basic storyline of Far, far cry the cave has a underwater uh, maze which sucks Mm -hmm. no surprise there yes swimming sections always people's favorite but especially in a terrible game like this but uh, i discovered a as you swim underwater there are places you have to surface to get Mm -hmm. air but one of them allowed you to step outside of the map (laughs) and i decided uh, yeah i'll just go straight for the exit Uh, unfortunately i couldn't do that Uh, i swam under the map and i saw the exit from below but i couldn't get there so i had to go back and uh, wiggle myself into the map again which was a lot easier than well it was as easy as (laughs) getting out of it to be honest but it's one thing wiggling your way out of a map but to wiggle it wiggle your way back in this is the only point that I really had to use a walkthrough because I got completely stuck. I knew exactly where to go since I saw the level from outside. But uh, I was trying to scale a rock wall and uh, there was one of those vo- vines there mm. that was almost invisible that I didn't learn about in the second level. 
yeah, if you missed the second vine, then you wouldn't be able to see that vine. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad, that whole section. Yeah, so I tried to climb that rock wall for probably three or four deaths, starving each... St- not starving, uh, uh, dying of thirst each time. Uh, the guy actually doesn't have to eat as much as he needs to drink. <laughs> well, all that, all of that climbing, obviously, was thirsty work. Of course, you stumble into uh, the lab. In order to get in there, he uses the tablet that he picked up from the tower and somehow knows how to hack the door to get in. <laughs> yeah, this is where it was like, there's something more going on with this protagonist and and his understanding of the situation, but uh, they, they yeah, they never go into it. It's I don't know if they're going for some mysterious backstory or it's just poorly thought through. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, once inside lab you find a lot of uh, starving bodies in uh, either out on the floor or in uh, tubes. Yeah, it looks like they're doing experiments on people. Yeah, and this is the part, are they kidnapping people or are they trying to make clones? Because well, the, the, all of them look exactly the they same. They all look the same. They all kind of have an alien quality to them. Uh, and obviously there's this whole radioactive element. So I don't know if they're like muta- mutants of some sort or or aliens or who knows. They don't look extremely strange. They look just look malnourished. Yeah, they kind of look like the grey uh, skin um, and kind of skinny and bald. Just running around in loincloths as well. <laughs> yeah. At this stage, uh, none of them are hostile. Well, none of them are alive or aware of you. But you finish the level and you get into the lab level where all of a sudden these starving dudes go around and attack you for no reason. Yeah, so the, there's some explosion of some sort at the beginning of the level, which... I don't know who triggers it or why, what happened, but it, it allows all the creatures to revive and escape and uh, kill all the scientists, presumably, and take over the lab. But during this section, after all hell has broken loose, you run into uh, a scientist questioning uh, how ethical the work is. They're basically acting as if nothing bad is going on. Yes, that should be the least of their worries right now. (laughs) So um, this level is as far as I got. As far as I... Is it like the second to last level, pretty much? It is. And actually, in a weird way, I kind of enjoyed this level. For me, it was the most fun level of the whole game because the stealthing worked better because (laughs) the creatures just kind of stand in corners of the room. For the most part, so you yeah, can... and the, the stealth works a little too great. I tried to line up shots with the crossbow, which is not easy with the really bad controls. And I fired a crossbow bolt straight in front of a guy with the arrow sticking out right in front of his eyes, and he didn't care at no. all. So he was completely unimpressed. Yes. <laughs> Kept standing well, there looking there into There was a section with two alien guys standing next to each other, presumably best buddies, you know, just hanging out, having a good time. And I shot one of them directly in the face. And the other guy, he just stood there. He didn't mind. He he he, he stood there waiting for me to reload the crossbow and, and take him out too. It was, well, it was a lot more satisfying having that experience after the numerous frustrating deaths to the 
supervision guards, mercenaries. So I think it was kind of cathartic to go around uh, massacring kind of creature dudes. Um, annoyingly for me, though, after after the section where you talk to the scientist, you're supposed to activate a machine that allows you to go underwater again. And I went to the machine and I got the little prompt to activate and I hit X and nothing happened. <laughs> and I tried every button there under the sun. Nothing worked. Uh, so then I reloaded the game, which meant I had to start that level from the beginning. Uh, got to the same point, same problem. Actually, no, I didn't get to the same point. I got to the first locked door, same problem. So uh, I restarted the game from scratch, same problem. I can do everything. I can fire cross. I can fire weapons. I can kill guys. I can, you know, jump, run. Uh, I can use X to pick up things, but I cannot use X to you interact with things like doors and machines. So I am literally stuck in the game and I have no idea how to overcome this. Uh, I, I found in the settings that you can actually remap the controls. So I'm going to try that to see if it makes it work. But I have a terribly horrible feeling that the game has forgotten that I have the tablet, which is what we need to open doors and interact with these machines. So I literally cannot interact with them anymore. Well, that really sucks. Yeah, which means, and I can't just restart the level. I've tried that, <laughs> which means I, if I can't overcome it, I have to restart the game from scratch. So you're only missing one single achievement. I am, I am missing the end game achievement. And as far as I know, I've got through all the hardest parts. Yeah, you have. You run into a scientist on this level, which helps you for some reason. There's some really, really bad uh, monologues coming from this guy. It's the most generic thing you've ever heard. Yeah. You don't learn anything. It's just nonsense. Yeah, again, it feels like they've just, you know, taken a, a pre-rendered, a pre-thought-through script and, and just not really put any thought into it. They've just written words down and said, that'll do. He may as well have just been going, Lauren Mipsum. The entire game could have been people using those Banyu Kazooie noises and it would have made as much sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no text to go with it. Yeah, so for me, that's where the game has ended. But you can you can tell me what happens next. What am I missing? Uh, after go getting through the lab, you're told to save your family who is on a helicopter. You get out of uh, the lab at night and you basically have to kill a around 10 soldiers before you can go to the helicopter to save your family. And this is where the game pulls out two middle fingers at you. It gives you the final achievement and then the helicopter just takes off <laughs> with your character just standing there. Brilliant. And then there's a card to be continued. I highly doubt that it will ever be continued. Oh but it's such an anticlimactic scene. It, it's fantastic in its own way. It's probably my favorite thing about it. It is my favorite thing about the game. But after such a horrible experience it all ends with the family go 
it's completely unearned. Like you have no connection to this protagonist or his family or anything that's going on. So doing this shock twist ending that's supposed to make you go, oh no, it doesn't come across that way because you don't care. You just don't care. uh, But as you know, if you play this game and an enemy see you, it's game over if you are not prepared to fight back. So I was taking it slowly, going to, towards the helicopter. So I thought I had failed and that the helicopter, you were supposed to save your family by shooting the guy holding uh, your wife or daughter at gunpoint. But apparently, no, uh, the bad guys get away with your family and uh, you get that to be continued card. And I was so confused. Terrible. <laughs> it's it's really is the game giving you two middle fingers after playing through that horrible mess to begin with. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, it, this definitely ranks high on the worst games list. I'd say. You know what? It it probably isn't the worst game on Xbox, but Ooh. at its price point, it's twenty dollars. Yeah. They want twenty dollars for this thing. That's crazy. It's so bad i don't think most people wouldn't play it if it was free (laughs) it's terrible it offers nothing good at all yeah yeah i um i was actually interested because we were talking about this about how the rating is so low and the cost is so high and i'd actually be interested to do some analysis to see what the kind of lowest value games are on on ta by saying you know cost to rating and and then on the flip side, you could probably do like what the best value games are by finding all the ones that are the cheapest and highest rated games uh, and do a little bit of a analysis on that. But might be interested, but I, I'd imagine, yeah, this would come up very high on the worst value games. Yeah, it is incredibly bad. And it's, I don't understand how they can ask money for this. Uh, the, I looked up the developers. It's uh, KR Games. Uh, they are basically two I- Italians who uh, has turned out classics like Alison's Diary, which I haven't played. Oh but my goodness! <laughs> One of the other worst games. <laughs> yeah, uh, they also have a uh, Commando game, which not it's not for Xbox, but it features Schwarzenegger on the uh, cover. <laughs> I have no idea if it's official or not. Doubtful. Uh, they also have a game called Pinge which asks if you are hard enough to destroy everything see now i kind of feel bad being so negative for it and i usually say and part of the reason why i like playing bad games is because you know i like to i i I like bad movies i like b movies uh, i enjoy them i take pleasure from them i'm one of these people that likes watching terrible films and enjoying them and I, i can apply that logic to games too and when it comes to games, I'm always impressed by the simple fact that someone has put the time and effort into creating something and getting it out, you know, to, to, to the market and people to to pay for it and download it and play it. Because, you know, there's so many steps along that journey where you can fail and so many people, I'm sure, don't make it to that point. So I'm always kind of willing to give games a little bit of a, a break a lot of the time especially the really indie ones the like one person two people team ones because i haven't been able to do it and and thousands of other people haven't either but with this one i just think it wouldn't have taken a huge amount more effort 
to kind of hone the experience and it just feels so kind of wrong-headed to to steal basically Far Cry and then make it terrible and then implement stuff that just is completely unnecessary like like the survival mechanics you know I, I really struggle to see the value in what they're trying to achieve here yeah uh, and, and then hearing that it's Alison's diary developers I can kind of see that because that that also I played that fairly recently and that also has things that just feel so poorly kind of thought through and badly executed that you think just a little bit more thought and testing maybe with with friends and and you know other people would have probably ironed out a huge amount of these these problems i don't think even these guys complete their own game to be honest yeah it's that bad it's extremely bad every single aspect of the game is incredibly poor and that they have the nerve to ask for $20 for this is astonishing to me. That's the craziest thing about the entire game that yeah. they really are asking $20 for yeah, it. Because that's not that's not a low budget cost. That's like a mid, mid budget. You know, you can pay $20 for a very, very high quality game. It also reminds me that I really want to see a good Italian game. <laughs> I, I've played three Italian games on the Xbox. Another Dawn. Albedo, Eyes from Out Space. <laughs> it's also one of my lowest rated games on the system. And the my favorite Italian game is Turtles Quest. Oh, yeah. The uh, one star reviewed game. Yeah. I, I actually like that game. I, yeah. I see that it's it's not great in any way. For me, but that's I, the one that I away. had fun with that game. And I can tell that they the father and son yeah. who made the game had fun creating it for me that's the bad game that got away because i remember I, I never heard of it before and then i remember listening to the podcast segment that you guys did about it way early on in the podcast history and while you were talking about it i was looking it up and being like i've got to get this game only to discover that it was no longer available and that game has a reputation for being the worst game ever made and released on uh, with achievements which it doesn't deserve at all yeah it's it is really bad on a craftsmanship level but it's funny that you say that it's, it's italian developers as well because those b movies that i talked about uh for me my my kind of favorite genre is the old italian uh horror movies of the 80s which were just completely nutty over the top often just copying badly uh, Western movies. But then they have this kind of weird broken charm about them uh, and kind of this funkiness that, that makes them actually quite entertaining. Uh, so it seems like those kind of principles are being applied to their game development as well. Not wanting to, you know, stereotype too much, but maybe there's a link. I didn't have any preconceptions about Italian games until I played three of them and realized that all three of them were completely terrible, objectively speaking. So now I challenge the community, please find me a good Italian game to play. I I don't want to have Turtles Quest being objectively the best game that (laughs) I've played because that game, well, even if I like it, it's not very good. (laughs) In short, we can sum this up Beware another dawn. Do not get near it. Do not pay $20 for it. Do not pay $5 for it. Avoid it if it is free. Yeah, we've played this so you don't have to. 
Have a nice day, everyone. Thanks. Thanks.